been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground Podcast, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm your host, Gene. Today is August 16th, 2021, and this is episode 48. We want to thank you in advance for taking this magical journey with us. We've got a fun show today. We have a special guest, Christine Fox, aka the Keto Fit Gal on Instagram, and she'll be joining us today to talk about her book, as well as letting us know the best places to eat in Disney if you want to eat keto. Plus, the crew will be doing some di- Disney Hollywood Studios dining reviews, as well as all the latest news and info. But first, let's do the Disney Underground roll call. The Disney Underground Roll Call. First up, the besteners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. What's up? Hi. Hi. Sorry, I got a lodging in my mouth. A lodging? You mean a, a lozenge? What is it? Lodging? A lozenge. I got lozenge. a Luden's cherry in my mouth. No sucrets? Do they make sucrets anymore? I don't know. I, I think, think you can find it in the aisle at Sanka. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all the way back in sunny Miami, Joey, what up, man? What up, man? Just, uh, you know, glad to be here. Hell of a weekend. Uh, trip was great. It was great getting yeah. together. You know, yeah, it was we really did. good getting together. It was basically like walking on the sun hot. But yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> but other than that, that we avoided hot? Oh my God. Yeah. It's just, it's just that time of year. It is not, you just can't get away from it, but we did good. I mean, I would rather, me and Gene talked about this many times. I would rather it be scorching hot with no rain because it just, the rain throws the, the yeah. curveball into everything. And the rain the doesn't really cool it off that much anyway. Right. Well, no. And in the first, I remember the, when we first got there on Friday, clear sailing all the way up there. As soon as we got in the parking garage, <laughs> the monsoons came down. Oh. Yeah. So, we had to wait a little bit, got the umbrellas out when things kind of slowed down, but it was still raining. As we started walking out, that's when all our shoes got soaked. And so that was pointless. Yeah, the so best that part of- is I just sat here in the air conditioning <laughs> and watched Sammy's <laughs> updates and picked out what merch I wanted. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we're yeah shopping list was came in. We got oh, some I'm, great stuff on the way. We yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that later. I know she was packaging that stuff up. I don't know if she sent it out today or not, but cool. it's always the same thing. It's always we got to find stuff. Text Dan. And then she calls Stephanie. I, I don't have time to wait for Dan to respond. He's taking too long. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> She's like, I got to call because she goes, we're going to leave. And then Dan's going to respond. So we got to go. Yep, exactly. But it was good. It, like I said, it was hot, but there was very little rain at all. It wasn't too crowded. No. Um, not- As a matter of fact, Sunday, we beat the rain like on perfect time. It was on the way back. It started raining. So we actually beat Ooh. the rain on Sunday. And then on yep. On Friday, Joey texts me, we're here, but it, it's pouring rain. I'm, and I'm like 10 minutes away. I'm like by the Riviera. <laughs> He's like, and I'm like, beautiful. it's blue skies. What are you talking about? Literally, I did. I, I answer the text. I send the text back. Literally not five seconds later, there's like the skies open up. And so then I, I get in there. He goes, all right, we're at World of Disney. So I walk all the way to World oh, of Disney. Yeah. Orange Garage. Oh. I get to World of Disney. I'm looking around like, where are you guys? He's like, oh, we're at, home, we're at Homecoming. I was like, I was just back. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll be there in five minutes. I walk back. Oh, yeah, we had a good dinner at Homecoming. And then oh, man. Uh, FaceTime so with, we FaceTime with Jess for a minute. And uh, uh, and then yeah, and then we went and we had a good day at uh, Hollywood Studios. We did. What's homecoming again? It's a it's a sushi restaurant. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was it's Chef Art Smith's. It's yeah, fantastic. Man, it, you would, I guarantee, Joey. Chicken, would he dude, not love it, Joey? He would love that place. Dude, the fried chicken, the mashed potatoes, yeah, fried uh, fried fried green tomatoes, hush puppies, yeah. and then uh, and then Ooh, of hush course puppies. Maybe yeah, Smokey and the Bandit, <laughs> and they and they make this the pimento cheese kind of uh, yeah, man. 
spread and there's like this jalapeno jelly oh man that, out of this world for the hush puppies out of this world. and then of course you gotta Ooh. get and, and i know gene's talked about this you gotta get the hummingbird cake that place is like a you must. would love it it's every time we go now it's like pineapple coconut banana i mean I, yeah and the cake like is a, like the size of this the piece is like the size of gene's head i mean yeah it's, it's huge yes. it's huge i <laughs> ate half of it at the restaurant then brought the other half home and ate the other half it was yeah, good. i it was, hate small desserts What's yeah, no, no, everything it's good for, two people can eat it. Yeah, everything there is really, uh, really big. But it was, yeah. you know, like I said, that was good. And it was funny about Hollywood Studios. And then we'll, I know we'll, we'll move on. Um, we got so lucky because obviously, as soon as we got there right away, Runaway Railway and Star Tours, like right out the gate, we were there 30 yeah. minutes. We already hit both rides. So wow. we were already starting off quick. And then we ended up getting, we it was crazy because neither Gene or, or Sammy or us, we couldn't get the boarding pass for rise of the resistance in the morning we're both like yeah we didn't get it either we'll try it one now we've never gotten it at one like if we don't get it in the morning we don't get it we're sitting inside pizza rizzo's we're in the ballroom upstairs and it's pretty full in there and we're waiting and we're waiting and next thing you know gene's trying we're trying and sam gets it and gene got it but sam got a super early one compared to the one gene got so we're like man they got to do it but it was funny because as soon as we got it the entire room yeah. was doing the same thing so everybody's jumping up and down Woo, why at that time because it's at one o'clock. At one o'clock, you can redo another one the same seven. way you did oh. like seven and one, right? That's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. That's so right. here's the, the half the half the room started sharing and like it was going like it was like nuts. And here's the crazy part. So the time comes up. We're trying to hang out in the tunnel where the transition from Hollywood Studios into Galaxy's Edge because it's just so hot. Everybody was hanging in there. So we're waiting for our our boarding pass because it was getting ready to come up with them. We were then with like two or three of them. So it calls us. So we're like, oh, let's go. So we start packing up. We go over there because we're literally right next to the start of the line. And they're like, it broke down. And I'm like, (laughs) no. And this happened last time we went about a month ago. So I was like, oh, here we go again. So we ended up jumping over to Smuggler's Run. And I said, hey, let's do that. Maybe by then, you know, we'll get lucky. So we go do Smuggler's Run. I'm not kidding. As we're walking out, they're like, it's back up. (laughs) So we... Yeah, yeah right, right, so we right, jumped right. back on it. Thank God there was no issues. We went right through. You know, we got to. We ended up, uh, you know, getting to ride it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam got it right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Jean, you weren't on her Disney experience. So how did you go with them? Then? No, well, actually, they had me on it earlier, but for whatever reason, it didn't count me under this. So we went back. We went to the line. We said, "Listen, th- we were all together. They had. I was on there. Uh, we we were linked up earlier, but for whatever reason, it didn't link us up for this ride. But I got a later time. Is there? What can they do? And they were like, just when when your time comes up, just come back together, and we'll oh. just move." It, yeah, they, they can, don't. They can move it themselves. They so. didn't make a deal of it. Yeah, they so, felt bad um, for him. They're like, something's going on with this guy. Let's yeah. just put him on. But um, hey, did anybody get the chance to see what if yet? The first episode of what I if? saw it yesterday. Wow. Me too. Uh, Stan, Steph, you guys see it yet? You did tell me that I wouldn't understand this, right? By not watching the Marvel. No, Marvel I think you movies? can still understand well, it. Right? I mean, because the thing is, yeah, but the thing is, that's why it, I held it, off in the first episode. Which, for, first of all, the animation is insanely. good. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, holy cow! But really good. The problem is, it follows. And again, maybe if you've seen the movie, whichever one they're referencing in the episode, which this one happened to be the first cap, the Captain America, the first Avenger, they were literally referencing it as it went, but the story changes as it goes. So you're like, oh man, and in the movie or, you know, the original story went like this. Now it's going like this completely different. That's what I meant by him being lost. If, if it references, I mean, I'm not saying you won't enjoy it because the action and it was right. amazing. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. I'm excited, man. It was, yeah. it, it did turn out to be everything that I thought it would be. And I feel like a person a, could like it, but if they don't really know previous, they're not going to get the full effect of correct. the show. Correct. I think you would get this one though, because you've seen first event, the first Avenger already, this, the right Captain America, yeah. first Avenger. Then, so yes, you would get this one because this is based on that. And this one you could see it because it's based off that. All um, right, people, did you hear that? I've been given the okay. <laughs> 
to watch episode one. You know what I like gonna... too is the narrator goes, this is where things change because there's a narrator on the yeah. show as well. And they yeah. tell you basically this is where this one scene is what changed the course of, of history. Yeah. And, you guys will um, definitely appreciate the artwork. It's yes. just. All right. I'll check it out then. Yeah. But I, yeah. I thought about it multiple times because I saw a bunch of merch was released and I'm just oh, like, yeah. that's right. I can't watch that. Joy said, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to know what's <laughs> going so on. Bad. Dan's like, Joy said, I can't watch it. So we're not watching it. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, listen, we'll screen each episode. And I'll say, if you've seen this, go see this. But this, you've seen or the what I need the- to see to watch that episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So yeah, if you've seen the first Avenger, you absolutely can see this. You'll uh, you'll understand what's going on. Real quick, just a snippet for you guys. Aside from Chris Evans, who does not play Steve Rogers in this, everybody else for the most part is the original actors. Yeah, I noticed that so too. A lot of people, yeah, Stan. a lot of people don't know that. But man, when you do it, Sebastian Stan, yeah, uh, yeah Peggy Carter, that. all. So that's so that makes it even better. But I'll tell you what, it it almost sounded you had to like do a double take. It, it sounded like yeah, the guy was very good. I thought I was like, wait, I thought Chris Evans wasn't in this. I had to look it up, and it wasn't him. But he sounds just like him. Yep, absolutely, so, very very good. Yeah. Okay. Let's also say, give a shout out to our sponsor, Magical Travel by Brian. The Disney Underground is proudly brought to you by Magical Travel by Brian. Contact Brian to help you book your next vacation. Magical Travel by Brian can help you not only book your next Disney vacation, but much, much more. Brian can also help you book your Universal Studios vacations, all-inclusive Caribbean resorts, cruises, corporate travel. They can even help you book your destination wedding, even Disney destination weddings. They're going to get you the best possible price on your trip, and that's a promise. And you know what the best part is? Dan, what's the best part? It's free. <laughs> Those vocals, man. My goodness, yeah, you're great. Good but yeah, that's right. They're completely free. It's a no-brainer. It doesn't cost a cent. So for info, reach out to Magical Travel by Brian. You can check them out on their website, www.magicaltravelbybrian.com. Email at brian at magicaltravel.com or by phone 1-800-883-1535. Double nickel. And uh, that's Fiction Brian. Double nickel. nickel. And that's Brian spelled B-R-I-A-N. So that is our sponsor. Go check him out. He does a great job booking your trips. And with that, let's head over to the Disney news. All right, so Joey, what do we got in the news this week? All right, first up, this is a big one too. We got more. We got more details on the Star Wars Star Cruiser Hotel. Mm-hmm. All right, so first off, um, there's no swimming pools. So <laughs> throughout, throughout your two, hey, listen, maybe they have swimming pools in space. I don't know. Um, throughout <laughs> your two day voyage, you'll be on board the ship. So going outside to swim would break the illusion. So of course, there's no pool. A lot of people have been asking about a pool though. That's weird. Well, listen, it's well because think about it. There's been nothing like this before. So this is kind of like a cosplay more type of thing, but People are still looking at it as a hotel, which Disney does not want it to be looked at as. So they're looking at the amenities. So, I mean, it makes sense because you're kind of like, well, how does this work? How does that work? Well, do they have this? So, you know, I'm somewhat surprised they didn't come up with a crazy technology pool idea, though. You know, with I am surprised there's no pool. So I don't I don't necessarily think it was obvious that they weren't going to have it. Yeah, I'll admit, I just I assume they would have just came up with something and put a story around it. That makes sense to me, too. Maybe. I mean, listen, they did the same thing here, uh, which actually falls in line with my next one talking about TVs. So Disney shared that the TVs will have entertainment from your home planet. So, of course, you can be in space somewhere, but you'll still get the Disney Plus channel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, isn't it kind of funny too they say that swimming pools would break the illusion but not tvs like, yeah i know well listen yeah. you gotta have listen they understand i know it's one listen, thing not to go to a pool but you gotta you, when, when you gotta entertain a five-year-old <laughs> yeah. hey sometimes on a thursday night i don't want to worry about what's going on in the galaxy i just want to watch how i met your mother so i mean <laughs> it makes sense to me okay charlie all right so next one um all parking will be valet i guess when you're going to space someone's got to park your car for you 
That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. <laughs> All right. So also the park tickets for Hollywood Studios are going to be included. So also included in the cost of your stay is a one day ticket to Disney's Hollywood Studios. You'll be able to visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on the morning of your second day. And there are some exciting activities scheduled. That's funny. They're like, no, no, you're not. You're only going the morning of the second day. You're not going at any other. Right. You have to stay in here. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, I mean, you kind of figure you got to go to Galaxy's Edge at some point. I mean, that's kind of be all right. So you won't need a park pass reservation. So speaking of your visit to Galaxy's Edge, you won't need to make a park reservation in order to stop by. I would hope not. You're paying <laughs> a crazy right. amount of money for this thing. So, yeah, that would make sense. Especially it's nice since, to know, though. Yeah. I don't even know. What's the uh, room number? Like the total rooms they have? It's not much. It's not a lot. Like 112 or something, or yeah, it's something like that. It's something it lower. Yeah, there's not a lot. It's something like that. Well, which is you know, which is which is why it's going to be hard to get, and why it's probably yeah. so expensive. Yeah, it's going to be super. There's expensive. only a, there's only a hundred guest rooms. Yeah, see, there you go. You see, all right. So during your morning, your morning visit to Batu, you'll have a chance to ride both the uh, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run and Rise of the Resistance without a boarding group. So that's right, VIP access. Which again, it should be that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just, but nice to know. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, Agreed. And it should be all access to everything. I'm just, yeah. at least the time I, that you I get to go. So too. However, uh, one of the activities on board the Halicon is the lightsaber training and Disney shared that guests must be at least seven years of age to participate in this. So at seven was the first time I gave my son a sword. So, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> You know, I feel like in seven, you're you're pretty much almost a man. So, well, hey, listen, let me CID, kid. <laughs> All right. Next up is talking about exclusivity on the Galactic Star Cruiser website. It notes that the Halcyon is home to 100 guest rooms. Uh, that means the experience is going to be very exclusive and only a few hundred people will be on board at a time. So I know this talks about 100 rooms. I don't know how many each rooms there are, what types there are. I know there's a few different ones, but, you know, yeah, you they must be separated into that kind of room because you can either do two or four right for the right reservations, right which this is a huge uh reveal as to why it's so expensive i'm not mm-hmm. justifying it but i will say there's not going to be the, be the people in this thing that you think there are right so the, the other people outside of that are going to be obviously the people in the experience itself that work for disney yeah and i think also keeping the numbers down like this allows the the staff, or I should say the characters, to be able to interact with everybody. Because otherwise, if you have yeah. so many, I just can't see that working, especially well, yeah. in, a, in a two-day span. So yeah, it makes sense. So Typically, how long is uh, Hollywood Studios open now? Well, when you, when we, you guys were there, how long was the park open? When we just went, I think it was from, I want to say it was from 9 to 10. Oh, that late? That late. I think okay. That's that. like normal. Then it was okay. like nine to nine, nine to yeah, ten. I think, nine, I think it was nine to nine. I think yeah, that's it was it was. somewhere around there. I, I just because we went to since we went to all the parks over the four days. I can't because they keep changing them every day. So I don't. Yeah, uh, it was right. No, I initially there. the reason I asked is I was wondering why they didn't do it after park closed, so the guests could be in Galaxy's Edge by themselves. Right. But with kids, it can't be that late. It would never make sense. So mm-hmm. that right. explains it. Which would or, be a cool if they ever did in like an adult only. That would be a cool thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. or they could do just extra magic hours in general for just this year at that park, where you where if the park sure. closes at say eight o'clock, they can yeah. stay till till midnight, maybe maybe leave it open, but for just those hundred, you know, later. Yeah, you no, know? yeah. But Joey um, said ten, so no, I actually think it's nine. Actually, I think I think it is nine. But even but then you know whatever liars, <laughs> liar Joey. <laughs> I think that was well, it's true, Joey. That was I, that, you know better than that. We didn't stay until it was better. closed. So no, we left about 5.30-ish. Yeah. So I and thank God we did what we did because we, we would have been stuck out in tremendous rain. Yeah, it poured right after we left. Yeah, literally yeah. like right after. We just made it out in time. But we did get there when it almost rope dropped. So yeah, pretty much. Um, 
All right. And there's a, at the end of the second day, you'll get to experience what Disney calls the spectacular finale. So I don't know what this entails. Gala. Yeah, Gala. There you go. Joy spectacular. I know. Also, um, all guests plan, uh, should plan to arrive before or by 4 p.m. on the day that their voyage starts. Although you may arrive as early as 1 p.m., only guests with a reservation to stay at the hotel may visit the terminal or board the Star Cruiser. Next up is uh, your attire. So guests are welcome to wear whatever clothing they'd like. Uh, you're invited to dress up in Star Wars Galaxy outfits or dress down in casual clothes, whatever works for you. All right. And now it, it does say uh, talking about the way dining works, which is very similar to a cruise. So like the way a cruise ship works, you will select a dining time in the evening. So while at dinner, you may be seated at a table with other guests, depending on the size of your party. All right. So next up, I know a lot of people that are waiting for the cruises are going to love this. The Disney Cruise Lines have officially sailed out of Port Canaveral, uh, Florida, for the first time since the pandemic hit. The Disney Dream will be sailing to the Bahamas for a four night stay. And Disney Cruise Lines have extensive safety protocols in place to help keep everyone safe and healthy during their trip. In order to sail on the cruise line, it requires all guests to either provide proof of negative code 19 tests or proof that they're fully vaccinated. So guests will also be required to wear masks in many locations on board the ship. Obviously, this is going to be a hot topic. Um, I mean, it's listen, it's a private company. They can do what they want, but yep. it's going to yep. be a hot topic because here's the thing. I'm not against them. Forget just the mask. I'm not against them requiring vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Um, simply, I mean, I am vaccinated, but if I'm going to be on a tin can with a bunch of people because you got nowhere to go, you kind of would like to know, at least maybe feel a little bit better about it. So it'll be interesting to see how that how that goes um, I, I agree with you i'm all with it. It, it it's a private business they can do what they want i know if i owned a private business i'd probably do the same so and, and people want to feel safe you know well, and, if, and, and if it doesn't work for you then, then just wait go, exactly we'll we've taken steps forward we, we don't need to take like a, a huge leap backwards oh but, yeah i'm not against wait. listen the people that don't want to get vaxxed don't then don't you just you know just wait listen this is why forget covid aside from covid you hear of, of illnesses breaking out on cruises all the time yeah yeah so and they have to quarantine those people in the rooms and really you know, selling it for me joey absolutely people, really people, selling it people get scurvy on those things <laughs> scurvy. <laughs> wow it was just scurvy for you dan. break it's just for you dan don't you worry where do you get scurvy only at the super spreader event <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Hugh Jackman, who addressed rumors about his return as Wolverine to the MCU, which, of course, everybody would love him to do. Um, During a recent interview on Jake's Takes, uh, Jackman was asked if he may return to his previous role as Logan, the Wolverine, to which Hugh responded he has not been invited by Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige yet and more than likely is truly done with the role. Quote, that I'm hearing about this from you and there's nothing in my inbox from Kevin Feige means it's probably not on the table. (laughs) (laughs) So, which is funny. He says, I, I realized before we shot Logan, I was like, this is it. And that really helped me. It really helped me knowing I was going into my last season, that it was my last season that I made the most of it. And it's still a character I hold close to my heart, but I know it's done. So as disappointing as it may be for fans who want to see Hugh as Logan, uh, Jackman had previously shared that the physical work that goes into the role is nearly impossible to do at his age. And that was a few years back. So you already know what kind of shape he was in. Um, and with his focus renewed on returning to the theater, because I know, uh, which a lot of people don't know, he does a lot of uh, Broadway stuff so mm. he's very good that's going yeah. yeah that's why i don't want him to do wolverine i was yeah. i was oh. happy to hear this I'm like no yeah. a lot of people listen a lot of people that are just fans of the, the marvel movies or that don't know that he's well of course unless you've seen the greatest showman he's yeah. really good have um, you heard of the greatest showman movie stuff i've heard of it <laughs> so we should anyway he said with his renewed focus on return to the theater running his various businesses it seems uh his claw days are in the past it's another always i mean we kind of knew that but yeah. you know they started giving those little teasers it's like you, you do never know you know 
Well, yeah, Someone, look at Harrison Ford. Well, listen, who's that? Listen, I mean, it's it not the happen. first time. Look at you the, doing Star Wars over here, right? Yeah, well, well, not just Star Wars. Or are you yeah, talking about Harrison Ford in American Graffiti? Indiana yeah. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Indy. He's filming right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking well, about. What? Yes and no. He's what? sidelined because of yeah, an injury. Yeah, he's still sidelined from the arm. Oh, right? yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, listen, it, it wouldn't be the first time that somebody said, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm pretty much done with it and then does it. So, right. All right. Next up, the sign for Princess Fairytale Hall at Magic Kingdom has received some touch ups for the 50th anniversary celebration. The lettering on the signs accents have gotten touched up in some gold leaf, which gives them a much shinier appearance. Unfortunately, Princess Fairytale Hall has not been open since the pandemic started, but it gives the park a fresh look. So many fans are hopeful that this is signaling the return to the meet and greets in some form. Yeah, you Did can you really see this sign. Like this doesn't seem like a big deal, but oh my gosh, that sign was amazing. Really? There's, I yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that they've put up that's really, I mean, it's all over the park. It looks mm. like gold chrome. I mean, it's that Ooh, shiny, like it's cool. crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's nice, including the, the new 50th sign. It's just a lot of the decorations. I agree. Just think if you go late enough for the 50th and this stuff is done, it's going to be insane to see the park. You know, I know that we're going to go there throughout this and there's still going to probably be things that happen here and there. Mm -hmm. But if you get more on the tail end, especially us not being there for so long, you'll see everything. It's going to be nuts and very obvious. Mm -hmm. It'd be like a totally different place. Yeah. Yeah. So last up, actually, a little bit of Disney Plus news. Uh, Disney Plus will be rebooting the Home Alone franchise with a new movie coming this December. This is going to be, well, let me remember. Disney Plus announced 20th Century Studios, Home Sweet, Home Alone, an all new adventure comedy from the beloved holiday film franchise exclusively on the streaming service will be about mischievous and resourceful young boy named Max Mercer who gets left behind, shocker, when his family goes to (laughs) Japan for the holidays. So Home Sweet Home Alone will debut on Disney Plus on November 12th and stars Eli Kemper, Rob Delaney, Archer Yates, Kenan Thompson, and many more. It's Ellie Kemper, not Eli. It's Ellie Kemper, not Eli. <laughs> I thought I said Ellie. No, no, you said oh. Eli. It's the you know who she is. She's the uh, she was the receptionist from the office after. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I yeah, yeah I'm not <laughs> no, no, I, was, I, I went over although, that. There's, although there's some names here, this sounds terrible. When I first heard reboot, I was like, oh, tell me Kevin McAllister is coming back. Then it would have been all right. I would have been okay with that. But like, don't give me a whole new story. Otherwise, it's a really a remake, not really a reboot, right? If it's just a story. He's getting. I feel left like yeah. Home Alone has made a resurgence over the last like five years yeah. and mm-hmm. is just as a part of Christmas season. It doesn't it doesn't need a reboot. It's I was it's, gonna say do right we really, in everyone's face. Right. Yeah, like, do we really need this? I mean, obviously we'll check it out, but yeah, I, yeah. And you know I love Christmas movies, right, but so I just I it it doesn't sound like that much of a departure and it just it's not needed. I, I agree. Anything. After they did the second one, they came out with like another two or three of them. They all they all suck. Yeah. The first two were great. After yes. that, they were all bad. And that's what I'm saying. If this was gonna be like Oh yeah, the other ones were horrible. If these, if this was going to be an act, because this sounds more like a remake than a reboot. If it was going to be an actual reboot where you'd have Macaulay Culkin reprising his role in some way, shape, or form, I'd be in because I'd love to see, I'd love to see him now as like as like thirty yeah. five year old yeah. uh, Kevin McAllister. You know, it would be one of those things where you'd have to watch the same way they bring back any of these shows. Like when they brought back Roseanne, you had to check it out because you hadn't seen it in like fifteen mm-hmm. years. And uh, Mad About You and and uh, Will and Grace. When they bring back all these shows and these reboots, you got to check them out because you're just curious about where they ended up after like right. yeah. it was off the air. And that would have been that would have been great with for this year with me. And, they, and again, like Dan said, it seems like a really cool cast. I love the cast, but that might be the only thing that saves it because I feel like the story is going to be like, meh, we already seen it. Like, why redo it? We've 
seen it. And if yeah. I, and the other one still holds true. So if I really want to see the story, I'll just watch the original, which was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it still holds up. Yeah. I love so, that movie. I know. Both of them, actually. I like yeah, yeah, I like the second one. Yeah, second one's great, too. And again, I, I'll still, I'll, I know in my heart, I'll watch this. I already know I'll watch this. I got to give it, I got to give it a whirl, as Kevin McAllister once said about the microwavable dinner. But, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, wow. I, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, feel like I will be disappointed in it. Yeah, I know. Yes, that oh, here we go. <laughs> Hot off the press is the Liberty Square Riverboat will be closing for a small refurbishment on October 23rd. You guys, don't worry, though, because refurbishment is only scheduled to last a week and the attraction is set to reopen on September 1st. Well, as we reported back in May, an all-new Muppet special will be coming to Disney Plus this fall. Muppet's Haunted Mansion will take place on Halloween night when Gonzo is challenged to spend one very daring night in the Haunted Mansion. Well, custom bags have shown up at the Boobash events advertising the special, and we could not be more excited. Or Did you see the bag? Oh, I showed you the bag. Yeah, it's actually really cool. I didn't know what that was. I thought it was a poster at first they were giving out, but it turns out it's a bag. Yeah. Yeah. But my question is, I think I asked you guys, why didn't they just do a brand new movie for the Haunted Mansion like they're doing? It yep. would have been cool. With the Muppets. I agree. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, yeah, it does make sense. It would have been cool. It would have been really cool, something different. I mean, the Muppets have done a lot of movies. It's you know, popular and enough. Themed. I, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, and it's a really nice way to pull in. I mean, this is too, to pull in the Muppets a little bit. And yeah. you know what? Somebody, I saw somebody write the other day. Are the Muppets being too used in Disney? And I thought, what? No, not at all. Yeah, I know. They're not being used at all. I'll tell you one thing. I'll go. I'll go one step further. I feel like Disney has been nothing but Muppet teasers for like the last like yep. few years because they give you just a tiny bit of the Muppets, but not really enough. I think I still think they're missing the boat on a on a character dining. I think if they were to do a character dining, yeah, it would be it would be it would sell out. It would be it would be almost unbookable. I think it would be that popular if they did yep. a character dining. I'll be fair. The Muppets have done a, a few movies where it's hit or miss. Like the Muppet Wizard of Oz was a miss for me. The uh, Muppet Treasure Island was a miss for me. But Muppets. Uh, Christmas Carol I thought was excellent and most that of the most of the Muppet movies are excellent but I, I agree I think this would have been a good topic to be able to do a full movie on yeah. I think this well, one would have been good it's like when we talk about the orange bird it's like gosh I wish they'd bring it back they're doing this little bit but the Muppets actually have an attraction there mm-hmm. it's right. like why would you if you're gonna do this and it's out there why just not represent it better but the restaurant I forgot about Sam's restaurant but so even that, I mean, they don't even overdo it they, with the Muppets there no. even that, they could do more don't. There's nothing exactly. Yeah, I love right. the restaurant. I do. I, I love it too. And I just wish they would make it more Muppet themed. That would be the perfect spot for a Muppet character dining. Mm-hmm. Or have him perfect. out there or something. Yeah. Or oh, I'm getting a little jazzed when I think about that. <laughs> yeah, people would freak <laughs> out if they saw Sam dance. Jazz. <laughs> Get a little jazz. <laughs> oh, she Judy oh. Garland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Okay, here's one of my favorite topics. The windows on Main Street. And as we all know, they feature names of dozens of Disney legends. Well, they recently just got an update in a short caption on Instagram. Jeff Bale, president of Disney World Resort, wrote, It was a great morning celebrating four remarkable leaders who made an impact on Walt Disney World. Phil Holmes, Trevor Larson, Jim McBee, and Dwan Rivers. 
Next time you're on Main Street USA, look up and see their names alongside others who left a lasting legacy in the construction and operation of our resort. Congratulations to them on this amazing honor. Cool. Way yeah. cool. Glad they're yeah. still doing this. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe there's still yeah. room. To yeah, do. right? Yeah, yeah that's a good this point. is kind of compacted on this one. I think it's just like one window, but you're right. It is cool that they're still doing this. A lot of yeah, people I, I do. I agree. All right. Well, the Disney Channel and modern media company Tastemade have come together to create Disney's Magic Bake Off, Disney Channel's first ever baking competition series for kids. Guests at the downtown Disney District and Disney Springs can experience Disney's Magic Bake Off in person with an all new experience at the downtown Disney District. District stage from August 20th through the 22nd, 2021, with shows starting at 5 p.m., 6 p.m., and 7 p.m. During this event, kids ages 7 to 12 can put their skills to the test decorating cupcakes with Disneyland chef Gracie. Space is limited for cupcake decorating, and this event is free. So, parents, please make sure to sign up your kids starting at 4 p.m. each day at Downtown Disney to secure a spot for your kids. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. Totally cool. Gina, you're going to do it. <laughs> um, Get down there. Yep. Well, it's it's Downtown Disney, so I don't, it's not going to, it's not, I don't really think it's by us, right? Oh, right. I'll offer to eat the food after it's done to <laughs> taste test it. I'll do that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I'm not that great of a baker. Yeah, Stephanie's pretty good at baking. No, I'm I'm really not. I don't know. I thought so. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> if you have been walking around any of the Disney parks recently, then you may have noticed that the Disney Halloween merchandise has arrived. You can find everything from Halloween mini ears to Halloween-themed lounge fly, backpack, and Halloween plushes of all your favorite characters. To ensure that all guests have the opportunity to buy the new Halloween merchandise, Disney has a new policy in place limiting the purchase to two of each item per guest. Disney is hoping that this new policy will help limit the reselling of the new Halloween merchandise online for higher prices. Long overdue. Long yeah. overdue. And I appreciate the the sentiment on it and the, the try, but is it really going to work? I mean, if you go with multiple people, you could just have multiple sales. It's going to be harder and, to do. And can't you just walk right back in and buy two more? I never thought of that. Technically, but- yes. The thing okay. is now, if they would get busted, there's an actual rule in place. Before this you just true. do it, you oh, do is it. There, okay. there's, no, okay. there's no rule to be broken, you know? And we just saw that this also is applied to the 50th anniversary merchandise that just came out. Yeah. I'm a fan of some of the stuff in that. All right. Adventureland is next up for some 50th anniversary attention. A pavement strip of pavement has been pulled up and replaced in front of Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. However, here's what's cool about this. The gray stone pavement has been pulled up in this section and replaced with a pale jungle green. The new green pavement is textured with stones added in to give it a more natural feel. This is similar, if not the same color, that Adventureland's pavement was in the 1970s. A nice history nod as it celebrates anniversaries. Stephanie, what do you Yay. think about that? Well, I like that. All right. There will be a new Disney Princess pop-up advent calendar coming out this year. When you open the cover of the book, a pop-up Christmas tree is revealed, and you can see 25 compartments that contain enchanting ornaments. The ornaments feature iconic designs such as Cinderella's glass slipper or Snow White's Poison Apple. You can hang the ornaments on the tree in any order that you want, and this calendar is sturdy enough to be used year after year. The Disney
Disney Princess pop up calendar also comes with a 28 page soft cover guidebook that contains lots of fascinating facts about the Disney princesses and their ornament. This wonderful new advent calendar will debut on October 26 for $35.99. You know what I love the most about this story? What? The return of pop-up books. Oh yeah, I love pop-up books. Well, this is touchy news for me. The vice, the reason I bring this up of a lot of people have been freaking out about different social media posts about Splash Mountain because they really misrepresent what's actually happening here. The vice president of the Magic Kingdom, Melissa Valaket, has recently addressed the progress of the reimagining of Splash Mountain into a ride based on the princess and the frog. Valaket said, I'm in a lot of meetings right now about Splash Mountain, and of course, our guests haven't seen any changes yet. That's going to take some time, but the sequence of these things is that sometimes decisions can be made many, many months, even years before any of that will be seen on stage. So it's going to take us a little bit of time to reimagine Splash Mountain. But I can tell you, behind the scenes that are terrific have been done, including some selections around music and animatronics. And it's really an inspiring story. Sad news, actress Jane Withers has passed away. She was 95. Disney fans knew her best as the partial voice of Laverne, the gargoyle, and Disney's the hunchback of Notre Dame, Notre Dame, whatever you choose, after the passing of Mary Wicks during post-production. Withers' most notable work was featured in Aunt Sally's Kitty Review, a radio show, Bright Eyes the Film, The Alfred Hitchcock Hour, The Love Boat, <laughs> Murder, She Wrote, My Favorite, Mr. Shirley, which is Broadway, and was featured as a returning character, Josephine the Plumber, in oddly, Comet commercials in the 60s. Her final role was as a voice actress for The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2 as Laverne. That's kind of sad. Yeah. But 95. Yeah. yeah, God bless, right? Yeah. Yep. Right. That's a full life a, it's a full life. I didn't realize yeah. how uh, how much she had done other than, you know, Laverne yeah. from Hunchback. When's the last time you heard Comet, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, Congratulations boy. goes out to one of my best friends, the Orange Bird. Never heard of him. He's getting a Fab 50 statue at Disney. Orange Bird will be part of the Disney Fab 50, a new collection of golden sculptures, debuting October 1st, 2021, across all four Walt Disney World theme parks as part of the world's most magical celebration, honoring the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort. A little surprised. You were surprised that he got one? A little bit. I'm super happy. There are some oddballs on the list, which I, I'm a fan of. I'm, I'm glad they're reaching out past just the classics. Well, I, I, I feel like they're... Classic, they, but I'm talking about the other ones. Well, I feel like they missed out on some classics because the list that's being teased, which so far has been right, has no villains on it. And that's so far everything they put out was right. Like ones that you would think they had to get wrong, they right. actually got right because they feel like Dante from Coco, cool character, but does he, get a, weird, gold, right? does he get a gold statue over... Jafar, my question you know I mean? is right, the right. 50 rumored list in the 50, it mentions characters that are part of one statue. So I'm hoping that like Chip and Dale just got released. That's one statue. I'm hoping they're not counting that as 50. Mm-hmm. I want 50 statues. I agree. Like Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, well, Dumbo and Timothy, like Simone they're all and Pumbaa. 
You're saying don't count it as two. Now, let me ask you a question. Do they say 50 characters or 50 statues? How is it worded when they talk about this? I think it's 50 statues. Because if it's 50 characters, that's where they, that's where they, you got to read the fine print. I'm much, I'm trying to think, I don't remember what it it said. I don't know for sure. The official writing on it. We'll have to look back into that. It would seem cooler and more logical that there'd be actual 50 statues. And I get it. It's it's going to be a hard list. You know, no matter who, there's going to be somebody left off that list that even if they did it the right, like what we would have loved to see as everybody the ones that we thought should get it and ones we thought that shouldn't get it. You know, there's going to be ones that you still like, like in every kind of thing, Oscar nominees, there's always somebody snubbed. All-Star games, there's always somebody snubbed. Yeah. And it'll be the, it's going to be the same thing with this. There's going to be somebody like, how does that person not get one? Or how did that character not get one? It's yeah. definitely going to happen. I'm curious, are they going to remove these after the celebration? Or are they going to stay up? That's going to be there for good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because if they did, if they remove them, what do they do with them at that point? I don't know. Maybe melt them down. Oh, no, I'm just, <laughs> I knew no. Dan was good. I knew that upset Dan. Terrible. No, I, you know, Awesome is if they did some type of uh, fundraiser and raffled them off or something. That'd be cool. That would be. Imagine having have one in your house. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. You know, a little bit more. Bob Japic said guests will spend less time in line and more time having fun recently. He discussed the guest centric services that Disney has been developing for years, including the upcoming Disney Genie app. Specifically, Chapek noted a significant investment into Disney Genie to enable guests to more easily and efficiently navigate everything parks have to offer and promise more details soon. He also said it will still, it will use consumer preferences given what we know from them blended with industrial engineering data based on how our park is operating that day to make suggestions on the fly. It has been rumored for a while that Disney Genie will recommend rides with shorter wait times or paid opportunities, possibly like the new Premier Access program at Disneyland Paris. I'm I'm a little worried about like yeah. that much money being sunk into it and we don't know like what's the outcome. You know, right. it's well, a little concerning. I mean- but you got, I mean, you got to, you got to dump money into it to, to make it work right. If it's going to work, you know, I get that. The only thing is you, you hope that they don't, if they dump so much money into it, I guess this is what you're kind of saying is if they dump so much money into it, even if it doesn't work, they almost have to like look the other way that it doesn't work because they, yeah. they invested so much into it. <laughs> Lastly, uh, I have some Disney plus news, even though Disney plus subscriber growth reportedly stalled this year, it has now reached 116 million subscribers oh, surpassing the expected 113 million. Disney Plus continues to grow with original shows, including those set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and film releases. One of the Marvel original series, Loki, was one of the most streamed programs across all platforms during third quarter. Not surprising. They've been mm-hmm. cranking out series like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'd like to see Star Wars kind of catch up a little bit because I feel like other than Mandalorian, they really haven't hit us with a lot. I'm waiting for them to kind of... Um, yeah, and these massive gaps between seasons. It just... Yeah. <laughs> Joey does not like that. We have a little bit more in Disney Plus news. Again, Disney CEO Bob Chapek announced that November 12th will be Disney Plus Day. Details aren't available yet, but Chapek said it will be a company-wide cross-promotional campaign. New titles will be announced as a focal point for consumers who have not yet switched over to Disney Plus. The day will focus on both U.S. and international markets as Disney Plus continues to expand globally this year. Chapek also noted that the direct-to-consumer department, which includes Disney Plus, is the company's top priority. Now, I really hope one of your other top priorities is fixing my uh, premiere movie event. I know. I have. To me, initially, it just sounds like this is a moneymaker. It's all in. Let's let's Mm -hmm. get as much out of this as we can. Oh, it's blowing up. 
what I'm reading into right. this. Yeah. You know, it's blowing up. I mean, th- those kind of numbers are insane mm-hmm. for subscribers. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing too. You know, usually you determine where you go in business based on sales and reviews, but sales and reviews just seem to keep skyrocketing, 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 skyrocketing. So I, I can't, I, I honestly, I mean, it's a business. I don't think there's, unless there's a reason to change it, the business model that they have so far, I don't see them really, I don't see them doing that. It comes down to the, one of those things like we, like we were kind of talking with, with galaxies, the, uh, the star cruiser and galaxy's edge. It's one of the things where if you price people out, then people, maybe they stop purchasing stuff. And then maybe that's where they have, they know to make a change until that happens. If people keep buying and buying and buying, they're going to, there's no reason for them to think that again, it's a business. There's no reason to think that they, they can't just keep doing what they're doing. I get it. And, and, and certain things, like it says, like I, I, it stinks. It's like to bring it back to the galaxy's edge thing. I know I can't, I can't afford that. So I know I won't go on that for maybe ever if they never, if it never comes down to the, a regular affordable price. Right. But I also don't blame them either. Like, like it's not their job to make sure I can do that. Right. I mean, it's almost like I'd love to drive a Ferrari, but I, I'm not going to be able to drive a Ferrari. I got to, I got to drive a, you know, something else. And this might be the Ferrari of vacation experiences. So therefore it's, it's just something I can't do. I'd love to own a, I'd love to own a, you know, a Porsche. Uh, it's not in my cards to own a Porsche right now. I don't have um, really a gripe on the Star Cruiser like a, a lot of people are having. Mm-hmm. I view it the same way. Me too. Mm-hmm. Here's this experience being built, and this is what it costs. My thing on the Disney Plus is Disney Plus, for the most part, are all of us. Yes. We love Disney so much, yep. because, and we want to see as much Disney as we can in one spot, and that's Disney Plus. However, I don't want to be, I don't want it to be at the cost of the integrity of the people mm-hmm. like us that are the, the subscribers. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. What you're saying is like, well, it's not broken, but you know, one day you might find that you did break it and no, you're right. What happened? So I like, I'm fine with it going ahead like this. I mean, the combo of, of Disney plus Hulu and ESPN is 164 million. Like it's nuts for subscribers. Yeah. I'm just saying, be careful as you chase the dollar a bit and keep the majority of us who are those hardcore Disney fans and parents yeah. for their sure. kids, True. keep them in mind. Yeah, no, you're 100 right. I, I get it, and I'm not necessarily equating the the topic of to the stalkers. I'm saying it's one of those things where if people are going to keep paying it, I'm saying yeah. is there's no, no they're not going to look at it like well they're going to look at it like well there's nothing wrong with the people that love, still love it. So that's what I'm saying is it's I don't mean like the dollar value is is one is the same in that sense. No, I but, I just think there's a little danger in that concept that you're talking about because all of a sudden it could be you have no return and you're going to having to undo a lot of damage it's not something that necessarily happens with a light switch Mm -hmm. no you're right just kind of spiral over time until people are like you know what i'm out and like i said i'm not saying that that's what's happening Mm -hmm. i just want to i hope it's not going to happen and i hope that that is just as important as the mighty dollar is you know, I hear you. I get I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Well, let me get to some news because I got some cool stories. Uh, Disney is cutting all ties with Scarlett Johansson and canceling all future projects with her. This comes after jo- Johansson filed a lawsuit against Disney over Black Widow being released on Disney Plus. According to inside sources for Giant Freaking Robot, this would include removing <laughs> her from the upcoming Tower of Terror film that Johansson was set to produce and star in. There's still no word of if the Tower of Terror movie will still continue with this time, but Scarlett Johansson will not be involved with it. I tend to think both will be just fine. I think Disney will be fine moving along, and I think Scarlett Johansson will still have a film career. So I think she'll be. I think she'll be just fine as. Well, yeah, this is I mean, this Um, is also filed under the uh, 
Captain Obvious. Like, yeah, yeah. Generally, you're uh, suing the company's probably not going to have yeah, work well, with you. That, and that was the talk, too, because I, I feel like I'm surprised it took them this long to actually. Remember, I think we I think we even spoke about it. I don't know if we did it on the show, if it was just behind the scenes, we talked about it. But I remember us even saying, like, well, what's going on with Tower of Terror? Is that happening still? Exactly, because yeah. I, I'm just surprised it took them this long to um to basically make this decision. And again, I, I no one's no one's going to be hurt by this. They'll both be fine. So, all right, what else we got? Disney has also announced dates when cast members will be able to preview the new Remy Ratatouille adventure. Cast members are invited to check out the new attraction from August 19th through September 2nd. Disney has also announced that D23 Gold members will be able to preview Remy's Ratatouille adventure at Epcot as well as as well on September 4th and 5th from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Tickets to the event will cost $75 plus $7 processing fees, and they will be on sale Actually, right now, they're actually on sale. On top of getting to preview the new attraction, guests will see a special presentation about how Walt Disney Imagineering brought this Remy-sized adventure to life in a big way. Guests will also get a sample offering from La Creperie. Am I saying that right? Creperie? La Creperie, right? Oh, for sure you would know. I don't know. <laughs> La Creperie de Paris before heading off to take a ride on Ray Remy's Ratatouille, event, Ratatouille adventure. Guests will also receive a commemorative gift. We love these unique benefits being offered by lately to two D23 members to enhance their membership. As you remember, we reported that they did a special preview event for the Jungle Cruise as well. This is big news. I wish I had more info on it, but eventually we will. The rumor is going around that the flying fish uh, at Disney's Boardwalk is expected to be reopening in September. Guess who's going to be there opening night as long as I'm not in New York. And uh, so far, there hasn't been an official announcement, but we will definitely keep an eye on it. You know, I'll keep an eye on it because as soon as I hear it's available. What I'm- is going around? Scurvy. Scurvy. Oh, a, r- a rumor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got? <laughs> As COVID-19 health and safety measures are removed, were removed, the interactive elements of the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad queue at Magic Kingdom were uncovered back in June. However, they remained turned off for over a month. As of this week, guests can once again trigger explosions and play small games as they wait to ride Big Thunder Mountain. So that, as we've seen it, things are starting to come back even more and more. Every, I feel like every week we have a new story of something reopening or coming back, and it's just awesome to see. But at the same time, also, let me ask you a question. How do astronauts' babies fall asleep? Oh. Oh. You rock it. <laughs> you rock it. Are, are you sure? Are you sure that was oh, the punchline? Double. Yeah. Are you, sh- are you sure that Woo! was it? That was it. Wow. I, I feel like that was a punchline to maybe a different joke. No. How do you get a baby's astro- an astronaut's baby to fall asleep? Rocket. Get it? Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. I was just hoping it would be a lot better. I could have went with something like cliche, like how did? Why is six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, this is. I wish you could see the visual of the celebration that Gene does after he delivers the so-called punchline. Claps. Woo! Does a turn to the side. Woo! Sometimes he drops a pen. I gave you. I gave you the Nature Boy Ric Flair woo today. Why not? Right? It was a not worthy of it, but it was a nice celebration. Today was a goalpost. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, listen, you got two today. So, guys, that's gonna do it for this week's news. Let's now please welcome Christine Fox, aka Keto Fit Gal, and a member of the Divas Dish Diz podcast for this week's Most Magical Five. It's the Most Magical Five. Okay, so that brings us to this week's Most Magical Five. And joining us this week, we have Christine, who is the keto dining expert in Disney World. Christine, how you doing? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to have you. I I, I know we have a friend in common, I, I just found out, is Panda. So make sure you say hello to Panda for me. Will do. 
And uh, yeah, so when it comes to keto dining in Disney, you're the person to, to reach out to. And, I, and we love to give tips to everybody out there and and let them know, you know, where they can find certain things. And, you know, there's a lot of people. Keto is really big right now. With a lot of people, as, fat, as a matter of fact, I know um, Sammy and Joey on our show are doing keto right now, too. So this will be oh, great for I them to get. Okay, yep, cool. they're doing keto as we speak. And I think they started a couple of weeks ago. So this is something that, you know, what? a lot of people, when they go away, they sometimes feel like, oh, okay, if I'm eating a certain way, I kind of got to put it on hold for the week or two that I'm at Disney because I just... I don't know what to eat. So I'll just, I'm just going to have fun. So they don't know what it's they, yes. Yeah, so, you know, like a lot of times they don't know what they can eat and they think they have to just go crazy when maybe they don't have to, they could have still a good time, but still eat within the guidelines. You know, you have the guidebook, you're working on a cookbook right now too, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but tell us before we get into everything else. I know you said you, you originally worked at Disney at one point years ago, right? That's correct. Um, I was a Mouseketeer. I worked a uh, small world Epcot ticketing. I've done it all out there. And um, I grew up with Disney. My dad as a retired Imagineer. Oh, wow. So so when I was a little kid, you know, somewhere around probably 10, maybe he started all with that. And so we would spend our, my brother, my little brother and I would spend our days in the parks all summer. He'd drop us off while he's working, pick us up. At the time it was only Magic Kingdom and Epcot. So, you know, absolutely huge Disney family, huge. Everybody in my, there's so many cast members in my family. It's fantastic. Works out great for the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you to just people, Hey, I got to go to work with dad today you know most kids oh, yeah. 90% of the kids are like are you kidding me you got to go to Disney so I mean oh, like you're one of those that lucky percentile that was like oh yeah I have to go to work with dad but it's at Disney so like, wah, wah, wah. I gotta go to work with dad so <laughs> what is that like going to you get to go to Disney every day man listen like, it was kind of um when I started working in the Magic Kingdom I started at Epcot first when I started working in the Magic Kingdom my dad was kind of a big deal and um at Disney so he had this pass on his car that can drive him up to the tunnel entrance and he would drop me at the tunnel where everyone would be like what the heck you know, they're riding, they're schlepping on the bus and I'm like all fresh as a daisy <laughs> getting out of the car. <laughs> so it was fantastic. I love driving people crazy like that. <laughs> oh, that's um, awesome. So good times there. But anyways, um, w- when he moved us here, he had a dream. He used to take us here so much as kids. We, c- we came from Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. we're up north, you know, come down here. And um, he had a goal and he reached his goal and stayed there. And then of course, my brother, it just, it just went on for generations. And currently my husband and I, now our daughter's a cast member working in the Magic Kingdom. So she's She's our third generation. Oh wow! She was in the she was in the furlough. We were a little upset, but she's uh, back. She's a legacy, right? She is. I think so. I think so. She's. It was kind of hard to see. You know, I think it would be not that any of the cast members. It wasn't difficult when they were losing their jobs. You know, but it was really difficult to think this could be the end of it. You know, like mm-hmm. she she was like we're holding out hope. <laughs> And thank God so things are, things are coming back every day. I feel like you get more news that even more is coming back. So oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. glad to, I'm glad to see she's back now too. You know, and as we as we go, I know not all the restaurants are open still yet. That was too. what I was worried about here, Gene. I was worried. I'm thinking mm, my favorites aren't necessarily open, but yeah, yeah. My, my favorite is the <laughs> flying fish. Back. My favorite's it's the flying on my list. F- oh, which one? Flying fish. Flying fish. It's number one on my list. Oh, is it really? That's my number one. Yeah. In fact, Dan on the show teases me all the time how you know like that he's the reason. That he he, he wrote letters to ha- not let it reopen yet just to tease me. He lo- <laughs> I know he loves the flying fish, but because I love it so much, he tries to spite the flying fish and um, hold off. <laughs> that's the, the flying fish for me is such memories. It says so that's your, that's your number one spot is, is flying fish then, huh? Yeah. And you know why it is? Um, first of all, like we, okay, the food, but just bottom line, the food, but um, Ted Lich is the proprietor there. Mm-hmm. And that um, in Disney terminology, you might think of proprietor, somebody who owns a restaurant or something, but in Disney terminology, he's like the head bomb of the restaurant, right? He's mm-hmm. the guy. Yeah. So he would be like a general manager maybe or 
different titles in different locations, but he's the proprietor there. And he, you've probably talked to him, big, tall guy, nice, big presence. He is so accommodating. And I have come back since the book. He's taken pictures with me, thanked me. And it, the reasons like that makes me want to go there. There are some like incredible restaurants that I'm a no to because not, not just the proprietors, but mostly, you know, unimaginative chefs, you know, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but yeah. So he was one of the reasons why that he's number one on my list. And let me ask you a question because you are the keto queen. So you'll know one of my favorite dishes there is the pork belly. It's the best pork belly I've ever eaten. Is mm-hmm. that keto? hundred percent. Oh, yep. See, like that's and, one and, the- and when that, when that renders down, that could be poured over your steak and cook your steak in that, cook it's your so fish good. in that. It's amazing. Pork belly, pork lardons, pork belly. It's all the same thing. And you could eat your weight in that if you wanted to. That pork belly from, from the flying fish is the best pork belly I've had, not just at Disney, anywhere. It's, it's that good. Incredible. It is that, and I, I'm trying to become a vegan, as we, we spoke about earlier. I don't know why. That's I one don't of the, know why. <laughs> that's one of the things that I'm like, I I, I want to be vegan, but I'm gonna I want do pork like belly. Save gene thing. I'm going to do like, it's going to have to be like a campaign on social media. <laughs> I, I maybe. I gotta, well, I'll tell you what. If you just put pork belly in front of me every day, I I it'll I don't oh. know if I could do it. So I that pork belly is to die for. It is I phenomenal. Just, oh, I think that would be hard, especially if you like pork belly. You know, I should probably set a precedent about the five. And here's here's one of the reasons why flying fish is on the top of the list. And you're going to see some of these are signature. Flying fish is on the top of the list because keto. If you're doing dirty keto, and mm-hmm. I hate to say it, dirty, lazy, whatever you want to call it, you really don't pay attention to the fats that you're eating when it comes to you don't consider. You consider them all equal. Canola mm-hmm. oil is no good for anybody, you know, yeah. and and that's like a that's a big thing, you know. Some of the seed oil is not good. So for me, the hardest thing at Walt Disney World, and this is in every restaurant. So even if you think you're eating keto somewhere, you're probably not. The hardest thing is to find full fat butter and pure vegetable, pure olive oil. You can't find those. You think you are, but you're not. So. I ran into about over 90 some percent of the restaurants and I did over 70 of them on property did not have, they had canola blended olive oil under the tone olive oil on their menu. So that's the difficult part. So sitting down and getting pure butter that's full fat and actual olive oil was very difficult and the flying fish had it. So they were like, they jumped to the top of my list because of that made it so much easier. Is olive oil this, the, the best oil that you want your stuff made in <laughs> on the keto? Okay. So yes and no. Okay. What, what what really is is avocado oil. Okay, I, I was going to ask. Smoke point. I was just, I was going to ask if that's. It. Oh, yeah. So it's a useless. It's useless to even ask for it. That's why I don't even worry about it. I go to a restaurant. I don't even. I don't even imagine that they have it. I don't even waste my time. I cook with avocado oil actually. So you I have a good be one. Careful on it. You want okay. to go with. I hate to say this. You know, like there's specific brands. If you want pure olive oil that you go 100% guarantee is olive oil, you want to get it from California, not from Italy. So wow, I didn't know that. I can't be. I, I'm so like OCD. I can't. If I'm doing this, I'm like black or white. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm like if. I'm I'm keto. I'm keto. <laughs> Don't yeah. mess with my diet type thing. So um, finding that is very difficult. But avocado oil, I would actually take my own little tubes of it and pour it over some salad. And I use, I bring it for my own salad. I bring my avocado oil to the parks oh, wow. and, and apple cider vinegar. So avocado oil though is generally avocado oil then, correct? No. So there's a, they've done a study on that. The same thing. They're mixing those up. I don't know if you know chosen foods, but they were listed number one. So okay. I stick with them. I stick with their brand. When they 
tested it in a lab, it was 100% avocado oil. Well, I will look into that brand because I get the BJ's version at BJ's warehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, promise you, you're not getting you're not getting avocado oil. This whole time, <laughs> it's probably like a third. It's like it's like three percent. Don't come right. Don't write the show. <laughs> you can't oh. deny it. <laughs> Man, I thought BJ's was doing doing right by me. No, because if you find like I'm talking like bottles that are extremely expensive that were mm-hmm. on this list, no, they were blended. Oh, extremely wow. expensive bottles that you would think were keto blended. But Chosen yeah. Foods is 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 the Chosen one to look Foods. for. I will yeah. look for them for now on. Yeah, for sure. And they're in, they're in Publix. They're okay. everywhere. So what would you say is your number two then? Brown Derby. Brown Derby. Brown Derby. And the only reason they put Brown Derby is number two. Believe it or not, I went to the Brown Derby and I, when I was thinking keto, of course, we're always thinking steaks and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the Brown Derby is where the Cobb salad was created. And Cobb salad, you can't get any more keto if you wanted to. And there's things in there that you could take off if you don't want the small amount of carbs that are in tomatoes. You know, you could limit it mm-hmm. or you could take them off completely. So I, I actually don't eat the Cobb salad with tomatoes. I tend to not eat tomatoes. I'll do some keto sauce, but I won't actually eat tomato usually. Mm-hmm. But you could get this giant Cobb salad, which they are the creators of the Cobb salad. And you could have extra blue cheese cheese, extra bacon, extra eggs, pull it up and enjoy yourself. But what they have on it is a Bell and Evans chicken. And that's like the best chicken you're going to get. So really? they put the, a Bell and Evans on their cob and it's fantastic. My wife Super loves cob salad. I don't think she's ever had it from Brown Derby, but she loves cob salad just in general. But yeah, I don't think she's ever had it from Brown They're Derby. They're so good. They're so good. Well, you know, I, I guess, it, I mean, it didn't start with our Brown Derby, obviously. It started with the Brown yeah, Derby in Hollywood and all the actors were there late one night and the owner didn't have anything to feed them. So we pulled everything out of the fridge and made a big salad and it became the Cobb salad. Do you have a, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, if you're a fan of Kirby Enthusiasm. Have you, you watch Kirby Enthusiasm at all? Absolutely. <laughs> Do you ever see the episode where the guy tells him his grandfather invented the Cobb salad and Larry goes nuts and he tries to look up the real reason how it was invented and it turns out the guy was <laughs> Because you know, he can't, he, yeah, he can't, he can't let it go. <laughs> yeah, so he had, and he found out the guy, it was the, uh, I think he was a filmmaker in, that he was friends with and yeah, and he finds out that, that the guy tells him it was his grandfather that made it. <laughs> so he actually has like his, his receptionist look into how it was really right, made. Right. So, but yeah, my, my wife's a huge she loves the cob salad. I don't like oh, egg that much, so I, it's hard for me to eat the, the really? cob salad. Yeah, I huh. like scrambled eggs. I can't eat for whatever reason hard-boiled eggs. I just can't eat them. I've tried so many That's times. I know how I know how healthy they are. Like especially the egg white portion of it. I think I have texture issues. There's certain things with the texture I can't do. Like that, I can't eat beans. beans. I, and the worst part is I never even I don't even know how what beans taste like. I've never eaten a bean. Isn't that weird? That's interesting. Well, I, you're not going to go vegan then. So you just let me just take you away from vegan. <laughs> you don't have to eat hard-boiled eggs. Scramble them up. Fry them up. I don't care what you do with them. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, scrambled I love. I love a good omelet. At the omelet. end of this episode, G. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number three. Oh, number three. This is probably a no-brainer. And I hate, I, like I'm saying, these are really no-brainers. Mm-hmm. But Le Cellier is number three. You're getting full fat butter. You're getting pure olive oil. What they do, what you could ask them to do, but what they kind of do, from my experience anyways, is the steak prior to your steak, the renderings from that, cook your steak. Ooh. Renderings from this one cooks the next guy's steak. I didn't know that. So you're like, and if you've never done this at home, it's amazing. So if you cook steaks, leave your left, I mean, if you're using... <laughs> pure oil. Nobody wants the leftover renderings from bad oil, but yeah. if you're using pure butter, pure oil, put them in something like you do bacon grease and then you cook your next steak in them. Well, you could you could put them in a cast iron skillet. Yeah, my wife Boom, does that a done. lot. But yeah, Le Cellier, really, really good. Really good. I love Le Cellier. I think that's been my, I think my favorite steak ever on Disney property was probably Le Cellier. Um, and, and you could, you could dirty keto the food and wine with Le Cellier out front. Mm-hmm. You could kind of, I mean, you could kind of do the cheese soup, even though it's got flour and stuff 
laughing at the cheddar soup, but the filet mignon, I'm not a hundred percent. So here's, here's where I should probably tell you guys, the caveat to everything is I interviewed about 70 chefs, every single one of them. Actually, I, I know a few that run Epcot, you know, like okay. literally the top people and every single person I've spoken with, I've done like the media events and sat down and talked to like the head chefs that are running food and wine. They can tell me to my face that there's nothing they really can control out there in the, in those tents. And um, I, I have a son who's got 44 food allergies. So I I'm used to this, you know, so I'm mm -hmm. used to, that's why I was able to do the guidebook. Um, I'm used to picking apart a menu and figuring out what I can and cannot do. So what you don't see from me is quick services because I know they're dirty keto and I can't, I don't do them and you could pretty much do dirty keto anywhere or lazy. I hate saying dirty keto. I hate saying lazy keto, yeah. but it is true. It's some people's normal version of keto, but I mean, you could go anywhere and get the hamburger, the cheese, that's not real cheese. And then you can eat that without the bun. Super easy done. Yeah. Yeah. So the Lacellier, their beautiful steak is also a good option out front. If you're going to do the food and wine. Well, yeah, but yeah, Lacellier's I love, I haven't been there in a, in, I think I haven't been there since pre COVID though. It's the only thing um, I haven't yeah. been there for a little bit, but it's one of my favorite steaks on property. Um, another another place that keeps it hard to be a vegan is La Cellier because I, I don't know what else you, what else do you get if you go to La Cellier. Like if you're not getting the steak at La Cellier, why get to La Cellier? So I mean, sadly, you get pretzel bread, but that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, but yeah, no, the La Cellier is phenomenal. I love you know, and I, we talk about it all the time on the show. I love the theming and the decor there. I love that dark Beautiful. kind of dingy kind of like, I don't know. If, right. Some people say, oh, it feels like a dungeon. I think that's what it's, it's supposed to feel that way. I, I love like it. It's it. a wine I'm cellar. I'm claustrophobic and I like it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's, I, it's, no. To me, it's perfect. I don't want to have bright lights, buddy. Everybody, yeah. listen, I'm eating keto. Like, get out of my way. Like, let me yeah. eat this. This steak's going down. <laughs> I love it. It's like, oh, it's supposed to be that way too. It's a wine cellar. It's supposed to be yeah. dark and dim and, and and like that. I love it. I love it. You know, All you're right. from up north. Do you ever go to Williamsburg? Yeah. Okay, so you know what is it, Christina's or the, where you eat under in their basement? I, I kind of get that I, vibe every time I go. Are you there. talking about Roberta's, the pizza place? No, 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 no. The, like literally in historic Williamsburg, Christina, whatever, Christina Campbell's Tavern. I've and you go in there. and you go down into their basement and eat, and it's very similar. I've never no been there. I, my my brother-in-law uh, used to live in Williamsburg, so he's always taken me like new places. But I never, I don't think I've ever been there. Yeah, I think the Roberta's Pizza. I don't he's been there for hundreds of years, Gene. I, <laughs> Shame on me. I'm sorry, Christina. It's not even new, Gene. <laughs> everything, everything was going great. And then I mentioned I have no idea what Podcast this restaurant was. was. I'm sorry. We <laughs> totally <laughs> we're ending early. <laughs> I apologize. When I get back to New York, it's my first stop. Um, I I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. Uh yeah. So well, you should try Roberta's pizza if you well, I guess you can't do Roberta's pizza, right? Because that's not keto. No, but I could keto the you know what out of pizza. I keto pizza, I make some keto pizza that I promise you. I'm Italian, I promise you. I was gonna say an Italian without pizza. Like I know that's one of the things that I fear most coming down to Florida oh. is not having a great pizza place in every shopping center. Because in New York, in Long Island, oh, in New York, generally, every shopping center, and there's there's another well, shopping center every 50 feet, and they all have a really good pizza place in it. So that's okay. Is I'm gonna put your mind at ease. Here's what okay. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna help you out here. You're not going to find a good pizza. There it is. So <laughs> stop looking. <laughs> just just deal with it. <laughs> mind at ease. There is going to be no pizza that's like up north. So just, so make, are. just don't All even right, worry about it. Go. It's That's it. So, Live with it. Done. <laughs> I mean, pizza ponte is good. You know. I'll tell you what, Via Napoli's hear... isn't bad. I, I I don't mind Via Napoli's. To me, I'm it's not, not like, it. to me, it's not know. New York pizza. I, you no. know what I'm saying? But head, I haven't I, had it since it opened, so I don't know. I haven't yeah. had it since it opened either. Like, I haven't had it since before. But again, it's not New York pizza. I no. got to put that part out, out of my mind. To me, but for theme park pizza, I find it to be very good for theme park pizza. Can we say who's got the worst theme park pizza at Walt Disney World? Can we say? Can I say that? 
What, what is yours? Boardwalk Pizza Window. Yeah, yeah. Boardwalk <laughs> yeah. Pizza Window. It's, is, and again, something I haven't eaten in like, is it like 10 years? I don't even know how long. All right. So number four. Number four is a weird one. It's weird only because they had they have this thing. Um, it's Maria and Enzo's. And mm-hmm. they do a they do a Sunday brunch. but some, And they change it. So this is not all the time. But at this location, you're going to find a huge selection of andapasti no matter what. So you're getting all kinds of cured meats. Eat your heart out. Just sit there and shove the Genoa. I don't care what you eat. Eat your heart out. And then, of course, all the cheeses, the Locatelli, the wheels of Locatelli in that place just make me happy. Nice. So another like pure olive oil located in there. And then for their brunch, I've, I've literally eaten. So they have like a buffet of and that's what I'm saying. So currently, I'm not sure they're doing that type of brunch, mm-hmm. but they have a buffet of antipasti and then they have the cheeses over here. They do have a chocolate fountain. Ignore that. But then <laughs> they have all of this stuff. And then you were able to choose off the menu of New York strip or something else and eggs so Very then cool. i eat all of this and then a steak and eggs I, I you can't go wrong so maria and enzo's love the location love everything about it i eat everything like i just told you i don't even think about the pasta i just love the theming i feel like i'm in i'm in that movie with uh, tom hanks and leonardo dicaprio that old oh, yeah. school looking you know what was yeah. catch me if you can i feel like i'm in like yeah. like a 1960s airport i love that that theming they have there it's That's so really different. neat and then at night you have that you you could actually see the characters in flight balloon go up and down mm-hmm. it's right there it, they've got a harpist playing i mean maria nenzo's is really nice and for for a new italian from new york where it's hard to find great italian food it's actually pretty good it's actually really good. I, I can't group complain. owns them yeah they, they yeah you know they own them along with via napoli and a bunch of other places but um they're also opening space i believe is via napoli i mean mm-hmm. it's patina but i did eat them what was that keto panda and i went i remember it was me and panda and lou mangello doing i think mm-hmm. it was just panda and lou were live and they were eating their weight in the arancinis which are the little rice balls, right? And I, w- I think I was keto during this. Well, like Maria Nenzo's was open that I wasn't, you know, I, I was just watching everyone eat. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, I got this, I got this. And I really do because I'm pretty good at being black and white. But afterward, I had to make up my own arancini. So I, I keto the heck out of it. Really? And I do it all. I do it all the time. I make awesome. it all the time. And so you're saying that, so the Maria Nenzo's, it's so like a charcuterie board is what they kind of have though, right? Is what you were kind of getting to before? Yes, but but it's, imagine it on a like a giant display. They're hand mm-hmm. carving the salami in front of you. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, And then they yeah. have the prosciutto and then they have this. Go to this station and get, I mean, it's like beautiful. And then all the cheeses. So you go up and you want some like locatelli. They're hitting it. They're carving it right in front of you, handing you fresh locatelli. Nice. Yeah, me, me so and my beautiful. wife are suckers for, for the charcuterie board. So for oh, something gosh, like that yeah. where you, they're just cutting it right up. It's not like it's been sitting, you know, that's perfect. Like it's, you could tell, you know, it's fresh. Listen, you, and you know, I could have said a thousand places that do, and I'm exaggerating, but they, they do a really good one with cheese and charcuterie mm-hmm. together all around property. And one of them, I think of the best was over at, you know, Snow White's, but my mind's a blank. The new Princess Storybook Dining over there in the Wilderness Lodge. Yeah, uh, the art, art, Artist, Artist Point. point. Yes. Yeah, it used to be the Artist Point, but it's changed over. But the thing is, and here's where the big caveat is, not not with that particular one, but when it was the Artist Point, um, Chef Matt, I believe, is over there, really awesome location, but... Same with Gico, same with everywhere else. If I'm getting a cheese board or a charcuterie board, I promise you I'm paying $35 for quarter size pieces of like six pieces of cheese. Mm. And to me, I couldn't go there. I did it. You know, this book cost me, I'll probably whisper because I'll be here, probably close to $10,000. Wow. Um, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't want to take free food. I wasn't doing, you know, like, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I, I think that if you're looking for bang for your buck with keto, you definitely don't want to do something like that unless it's the all you care to eat and mm-hmm. then enjoy. <laughs> 
Definitely. All right. So what would you have as number five then? And that's not, it's so not nice to even say, but the Yachtsman Steakhouse, even though it, would, it shouldn't be number five. It's number <laughs> but one. It, is I, top five. it would be number one in a lot of people's books. It's definitely, oh my you know, gosh. But we, we, you, had a, you have a big list to choose from. So here's you know, where you could come out of your element though. Like if you're, and I don't know if you do this, Gene, if exactly. you're ready to come out of your element, you can have bone marrow. Chef Joseph is bringing it out. I think it's like a femur they cut in half. So mm-hmm. you're eating it out of the bone. If you've never eaten bone marrow, I mean, he practically made me eat it. <laughs> I, will say that. I don't think I've ever had it. What does it taste like? You know, it's so funny because I, I I drink bone broth like crazy and I don't think it's bone marrow, but in my head, I don't, you know, I know it is, but I don't think about it. Yeah. And I have collagen that I put in stuff instead of, you know, everybody, ha- you have bone marrow. It's yeah. in the form of jello. If you've ever eaten jello, you've eaten bone marrow. Basically. Oh, oh, so gelatin, okay. right? That's, that's it's gelatin. Marrow. Yeah. Ah. So most gelatin is bone marrow. And, um, but what it tastes like is it's gelatinous and it has the beef and it depends on how they're cooking it. I mean, he, he made it amazing, but he said you scoop it out with a bone marrow spoon and then you take it and you put it on your piece of steak and eat it together. So I was so scared. I was shaking. I don't know. I, I didn't want him to see it, but my son was sitting next to me. I told you he's autistic. He's looking at me and he's like, so you're going to eat that bone? And I was like, I, I, I don't have a choice. <laughs> like you see chef Joseph is making, he, I didn't buy it. I didn't order it. <laughs> he just brought it to the table and said, you're eating this. <laughs> the pressure was on. Okay. <laughs> so, but it's it's good. It's good. And I, and then um, depending how they make it, it's really beautiful. It's tasty. It's just a little scary eating it actually out of a bone. <laughs> yeah. I think most of the time it comes in like in a little ramekin or something. So I was a little nervous about people around me were, I was doing a live and people mm-hmm. around me were watching me shaking. Like I was absolutely shaking like leaf because I was so scared. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm a wimp. <laughs> So, so the Yasmin Steakhouse is number five. So that those are the, those are the places where if you're going to get your top five keto meals, those are the spots. Yes, but I hate to tell you that I have an entire list in front of me of like top five for buffets and top five because we talked about pretty much every single thing on here except for Marie and Enzo's a signature dining, mm-hmm. and I hate to say that. I can throw in a bonus. Go see sure. TJ over the Trails End. I believe it just opened or is about to open. Not my favorite restaurant in general, but very big local favorite here. But TJ can make you an amazing he's really creative and he's a you should get him on your show because he's like a local favorite you know he did everything including berries under glass under smoke like under glass berries and smoke under glass he did everything he did really really well and i beef brisket you name it he had it and of course that's like the least expensive buffet at disney property and then i have i have to do another one even though you're not gonna let me no 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 you can do as many as you want here is on property off brand if you will okay Mm -hmm. on property garden grove over at the Swan and Dolphin, right? So the Garden Grove mm-hmm. is a buffet character dining right there, you know, l- less expensive, of course, than all the other character dining, but they've got a chef, Chef Ron over there who is keto. And when I tell you, like, I didn't even, I had, it was embarrassing the amount of food because it's all you care to eat because it's a buffet, right? Mm-hmm. And when it's all you care to eat keto, these chefs will bring steaks like nobody's business. <laughs> On my table, I must have had like four or five steaks, lobsters. I had salmon. The table was filled to the rim with food that I had so much to take home to my whole family. <laughs> oh, wow. It was crazy. I got home and like hubby's eaten, but amazing over there for the least expensive, I would say on property when it comes to an all you care to eat. Now the, the guidebook, how many, you said you, you, I know you interviewed a ton of people for this guidebook. How, how many would you say? Uh, 73 restaurants, what? which is pretty much almost all the restaurants at Disney property, except for a few. So let me ask you a question. Who some was... crazy stories, some <laughs> care. I mean, I have like a list of don't do's. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll tell you what, 
tell me who the not so much the the best place because we just went through that top five. Who was the funnest that you interviewed for this? Like who was really had the most fun with your interview? Chef Jeremy, and he I believe is currently over at Kona. Kona. He's a good time. Yeah, yeah, Chef Jeremy. He's a good chef. Good time. Do you want to hear something really interesting, Gene? Yeah, go ahead. Three females. Three females. 73 restaurants, three female chefs I spoke with. Everybody really? else was male chefs. Really? Yeah. Yachts club, yachtsman. I mean, not the, the yacht club, not yachtsman. Um, the yacht club and Grand Floridian, 1900 Park Fair. And Chef Natalie left. And she is now over at the, the new one at the Caribbean Beach. Oh, um, Sebastian's? Sebastian's, yeah. Wow, yeah, we got to get those numbers up. Yeah, very interesting. I, I was, once I'm I started to keep going and further and further, I was extremely shocked. I would say, if you would say, guess how many out of the 73 were female, I would never have guessed it would be single digits, let alone no, three. I would have thought like 40 maybe, you know, or 30 <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah, I definitely was not prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> not that I had an agenda because I really didn't have an agenda. And every, I should say almost everyone, almost everyone was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to um, imagine, yeah, when you see that, you got to be like, wow, like, I, who would have, like, again, I'm surprised. I, I just randomly thinking, I, you would just think there would be a higher so number. Weird. Very weird. Maybe, post, maybe post-COVID, maybe they hired some more in. I don't know. Hard to say, but they do move. They do rotate a lot throughout yeah. property. I just have one guy, one guy who wasn't a Disney-owned restaurant, I'll point that out, that I don't know if he had bad reviews before, but he came in hot. He came out of the kitchen like Chef Ramsay. <laughs> screaming at me in front of everybody. Who do I think I am? And I was like, I'm just here to do an interview on the food I actually eat. So I'm not here to like, I don't know anything about your cooking. <laughs> like, calm down. <laughs> he lost his mind. He lost his mind. It was really scary. It was like that movie. You ever see The Chef with John Favreau? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> when, he, when he shows yeah. up to the review. <laughs> Fight first and then go, oh, okay, let, yeah, no. The, 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 believe me, the, the head of the company called me and oh. apologized. So wow. yeah, I didn't I didn't write that they were terrible in the book or anything. I didn't do it. I didn't do that to anybody. Yeah. Like even, I'll be honest with you, there were a handful of unimaginative chefs and I did not say that in the book. That's cool though. I'll just That's say cool. that, you know, there's a handful that of restaurants that I do not enjoy. I mean, it makes sense that, you know, there's, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of them. There's gotta be some that you are going to be not as good as others. I get that completely, you know, um, but any dietary restrictions that you ever have, the table service restaurants are your best bet. And these <laughs> chefs are like, they know what they're doing. I am personally waiting for Boma's to open that. That is one of my just love of my life is Boma's. Mm. And I wouldn't mind. They, they were, they were a little challenged by the, keto, but they just kept bringing steaks to the plate. You know, they were just yeah. bringing nonstop steaks, which is interesting because I can't think of what his name is, but he does the hoop-de-doo. And uh, oh, Chef Stefan, I actually did like a cast compliment. He got like his little award and they put it on Twitter. It was really cute. He really accommodating and he's over there with TJ. They share the same kitchen. He brought so much food to the table that was amazing that it distracted the people in the hoop-de-doo because everyone around us was looking at my table and everyone <laughs> at my table wanted to eat what I was eating. And I'm trying to explain to I can't eat your fried chicken. Stop touching my salmon. Like, I can't, like, <laughs> stop doing this. I, I, I'm like, I got my hands, like, fighting off all these Italians. Like, stop touching it. <laughs> Everybody back up. Oh, eat cool. your fried chicken and leave me alone. <laughs> eat your cornbread. But, um, yeah, you'll find that a lot of the times at the buffets or the all-you-care-to-eat, they're bringing out stuff that's so fresh and these steaks are beautiful mm-hmm. that everyone around you is like, what is she having? Like, I want that. Yeah. I awesome. love it. So um, so the guidebook, where can we get the the, the book? Um, 
um, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I'm not 100% sure everywhere else it's at, but super easy on Amazon to mm-hmm. pick it up. And it's Keeping Keto at Disney. And again, just keep in mind, it's a guidebook. It's the size of, I know we interviewed a couple, well, the two of the Hidden Mickey guys. It's the size of those type of books where you could okay. throw it in your purse. Awesome. Throw it in. You can't get it in your jeans or your pockets, but you could definitely just quickly carry it with you. And what I wanted to do, Gene, was is you open up the page, you're looking at the restaurant, and you point to the meal and say, this is what Christine ate here. Here's the chef she spoke to. Here's the manager she spoke to. And here's every bit of fat and whatever she was able to order through you all. So that's my point. I mean, for the most part, they should have it. I know the food changes at restaurants, et cetera, but I try to put things in there that they usually should have year round. Excellent. It's such a good idea. So like, and you said you made it so you could fit it in a person. And you know, at the end of the day, even if you have a bag, I mean, everybody has at least some type of bag with them, right? Backpack or something. Right. Just Um, throw it in your backpack. Yeah, just throw it in your backpack. and, And it's, you know, especially if you're not here all the time. And if you are here all the time and you're eating keto, it's still good. But, you know, like I said before, for those people that think when they're going away, so they got to kind of put their the way they eat on hold for a week or two, you really don't have to. You're going to have a lot of great options and still have a great time eating and have fun. And and you can still keep up with how you, you know, how you want to go about eating if you're doing keto. So that's what I think is so great about this. Um, I've had uh, people tell me that they take it and then once they're home, they're using it. Like all they have to do is look, oh, that's a seafood restaurant. Here's what she orders at seafood restaurants. You know, it's the same thing. That's a great you point. Know? That's a great point. You're in the you're in the city. You just look. Oh, okay. Do you guys happen to have this, 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 or this? Super easy. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. I didn't think about that, but you're right. And uh, and you and you also have a the before we let you go, I want to just talk about too. So you have the uh, the new the keto cookbook you're working on. Uh, let's talk Definitely about that for a second. On the keto Fickel's dessert cookbook, it was not going that direction. But the more I'm pumping desserts out, the more I'm thinking, why not? I'm what I'm really doing is flipping my my family's Italian meals. Mm-hmm. But then I realize I'm flipping a lot of their desserts. So I'm taking, I'm like, I'm hitting my mom up every day. Uh, send me this recipe. Send me this. I've done ricotta pie. I've done, you name it. I've done it. Nice. Right. So everything I'm doing, I'm flipping or, uh, or I'll flip just regular desserts so that you're not missing out. It's Easter and, you know, Italians, we eat the same exact thing or, you know, mm-hmm. we eat this on Christmas, Christmas Eve, this, I just flip it so that you're not missing out. That's awesome. And especially when you think de- desserts, you don't, you know, you, you almost think it's, you almost think how, how can you do mm-hmm. keto desserts? But trust me, when you can, you could eat, I mean, if you're talking low carb, mm-hmm. a berry, anything that ends in a Y, you're good. You're solid. Low glycemic berries. So, cool. you know, strawberries, blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, blueberries are probably the best strawberries second, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But obviously everything in moderation, I I don't want to say that like, you know, like that for anything else except for fruit, because if you're going to add fruit in and then how about how easy is heavy whipping cream with berries? You know, right. how easy is just any I, I've done my tiramisu is like crazy good. I love it. You've keto tiramisu. Absolutely. Wow. Actually, I've done it when twice is, because when is this I've book made coming almond out? biscotti that now is better than is better than my mom's. I'm whispering like she's here. <laughs> <laughs> she's like 20 miles away. <laughs> no, that's not sure. It's like 15. <laughs> when is this? When is this book coming out? Because I am. Uh, you, said, you said keto tiramisu, and I'm like instantly tractor like, beam for fall. Okay, soon. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we got to have you back when you have that, so we could talk about this because Love. I I'm trying to convert you. You know who I, I am. I got to tell you, it, it's like the, the 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 angel on the devil. I got the vegan on one side. I got the Listen. keto on the other. I don't know what way to. You know, it's oh. tough. It's tough. Keto is definitely more fun. I'll, I'm gonna hang out with your uh, your co-host, and I'll get together. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, yeah, we'll they're up on you. <laughs> Yep, Joey and Sam are keto. I should probably leave you guys with a really, really, really big tip on keto. And the biggest tip I could tell you is I keto can be an amazing. I mean, your body's running off of the perfect fuel that you needed to. That your stored fat cells run your brain cell run, uh, your, run your brain on the cleanest fuel possible. If you go fast, if you fast in two days, you'll get that. You'll 
start eating your own fat cells. I'm that's just I'm saying eating, but you understand. Yeah. So the the deal what I'm saying is that if you're doing keto and you don't have a strong enough will this week, today, tomorrow, whatever, you're like, oh, I've slipped off the wagon or whatever you want to say, and I had this or that. Keto is not a diet that you can today do this. I'm all strict. I'm eating full fat all day long, and then tomorrow I don't know, eat pancakes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this, and people will might tell you different. But I'm saying this is because this is a deadly diet, and it's only deadly if you do it incorrectly. And I'm saying deadly because when you're eating high, high fat that's healthy as all can be, the minute you start putting it with something that's sugar that turns into sugar, this is not good. So, mm. so you know, commit to it. And once you're at that point that you're fully committed, it'll be great. Yes, you can have slip ups or whatever, but there are people that are like, I'm keto today, and then tomorrow they're not keto, but I'm mm -hmm. keto today. And, you know, and then they're at Starbucks eating they, what they think is keto, but it's actually a really bad version of high fat oil in their heavy cream and stuff like that. They're eat, they're drink, they're drinking stuff that's kind of bad for them. And then, and they're drinking tons of it or eating tons of it. And then the next day they're eating non-keto. Mm -hmm. This is not something that you want to keep up with because this is not a good diet. It's sure. not just like I'll gain weight. It's like, oh, that's scary. Bad things will happen. And that's a great point too. That I'm glad you added that too, because you're right. Like, like if, if people aren't going to, even even like we even joked around before, even if you're going to eat vegan, there's unhealthy ways of eating vegan. So it's almost like, what's the point at that point? Why, you know, so just always, you want no matter what it is, keto or vegan or, or anyway, you just want to make sure you're putting the right stuff in your body too. Besides that, you know, if you're going on this route of how you want to eat, make sure you're putting the right stuff just because it's vegan or just because it's keto doesn't necessarily mean it's good for you too. So you always want to put the right stuff in your body. That's a, that's a great point to leave us on too. I appreciate that. Sure thing. So before you get out of here, please let everybody know once again, where to get the book, where to find you. And you got a lot of stuff cooking. Let everybody know uh, what we got going on and where Absolutely. to find you. So I am Keto Fit Gal pretty much. I've got a Facebook page, Instagram. The book is Keeping Keto at Disney. And I'm on the Divas Dish Diz podcast where we dish Diz at all times. <laughs> Sometimes we don't. We dish Diz and then a lot of sidetracks. <laughs> we go off on a lot of tangents. But that's As fun. every good Disney podcaster <laughs> does, I know, believe me, we do it all the time. The roads go everywhere. Right. <laughs> All roads lead to Rome, or in this case, they lead to whatever I'm thinking that day. <laughs> yep. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, uh, yep. So that's where you can find me, any one of those locations. Um, I'll give a shout out to Aaron Goldberg, Aaron H. Goldberg, for helping me out with the book. And my graphic artist on it is Rob Yo, awesome Disney artist. You got to hit him up. Definitely. Christine, it's been a really uh, just a treat and a pleasure getting to know you a little bit. A lot of fun. I feel like you you give me a New York vibe. I know you're not from New York originally. Yeah, I get New York vibes from you. Thing, I think. It's, it's got to be, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel at home right now. I feel like I'm back in New York. I, there's, a, there's a New York vibe and I I, I love it. And uh, I can't wait to have you back on. We'll talk about the, the dessert cookbook. And um, yeah, definitely be in touch and uh, love Thank what you guys you are doing. Thank you so much. I loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so that brings us to another edition of The Most Magical Five. We're going to be discussing Disney Hollywood Studios Dining. And with us this week, we have Kelsey. Kelsey, what's up? Not much. I actually went to Hollywood Studios twice last week, so <laughs> got real prepared for this one. <laughs> well, there you go. It's the, it's the best preparation you can do is just go to the parks, right? It's a good reason yeah, to go. So absolutely. Before we get into your your most magical five Disney Hollywood Studios dining options, uh, tell us a little bit about what you got going on. I know you have a shop on Etsy and uh, you know let the people know about it. Yeah, definitely. So last year, of course, much like everybody else, I feel like in the Disney community, you know, I've always created things for myself, for friends, or family. My mom's like, why don't you just sell it? So 
I started creating, you know, more, decided to finally put it on Etsy and put it out there, trying to find new ways to get it pushed out there. But it's pretty easy, simple park shop, pretty much the same as my my personal Instagram handle, but it's, uh, you know, just bows, keychains. I try to, bows, of course, are going to be more directed at a certain crowd, but keychains, I try to keep those pretty, pretty easy. And I use some 90s vintage beads that I found. So that's pretty cool that I like. MGM Studios, if there's any MGM Studios fans, so... (laughs) Cool, cool. So, yeah. So, if anybody needs something, they want they want to check out the shop. Uh, go yeah. to Simple Park Shop, right? Right. Yeah, you can find cool. me on Instagram. Search it on Etsy, or even just my Simple Park Style page is linked there too. Cool. Go check it out, guys. And uh, let's let's get into it now. What's your number five most magical Disney Hollywood Studios dining experience? Mm, five. Okay. So recently. Hollywood Studios has decided to start testing breakfast. It was one of the hardest parks to find breakfast in. You, if you were going to Hollywood Studios, you had to eat breakfast before you went, or you just weren't getting anything at all. Well, you had to wait on a three-hour line at Starbucks. Yeah, on the exactly, yeah. exactly, which was not worth it ever. Um, but just recently, at Hollywood Scoops down by Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror, they have started serving blueberry Mickey waffles in the mornings mm-hmm. until 11 a.m. You want to talk about fresh Mickey waffles? Like they cook it and hand it to you. So those really? are the best. Yeah. Which is something new. I don't know if they're still doing it right now. They were doing it a couple weeks ago, but yeah, pretty good. I oh, suggested if you I find gotta, it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't tried that yet. I got to check that out. I got to yeah. check that out. Okay, cool. So what do we have for number four? Mama Melrose is one of my good spots. Can't go wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, just a straight classic Italian food but you you're sitting in a restaurant inside Muppets like you walk in Mama Melrose and they have pictures of celebrities all up and down the walls I don't know the full story behind it that's something I'm trying to learn more about now that I live here Mm -hmm. just trying to get into the history of all the little pieces within the parks now that I have time to just wander (laughs) and I'm not like on vacation trying to hit every single thing before I go home Mm -hmm. um but Mama Melrose is always good They have great appetizers and it's pretty comparable to where if you're a family that likes to go out to eat, it's pretty close to that. Okay. (laughs) Not too expensive. For me, what you're going to hear a lot in my favorites is the atmosphere. Okay. That's what gets it for me. You know, like I just had a bad experience at Pizza Rizzo, so I probably won't be going back there for a while. I, I get that. I'm not, I'm not a huge pizza Rizzo guy either. What's number yeah. three? Number three, probably Docking Bay. One, okay. again, atmosphere, Docking Bay 7. They have some interesting foods, but I actually go for the kids meal there. Really? The, um, It is the, oh my gosh, what's it called? It's their pasta, but it's like a plant-based pasta. Okay. And it's on a kids meal. <laughs> I mean, why not? You can't beat like six bucks for a meal and it's plenty. But even their other foods, like when my family is gone, my brother and my dad are a little more out there when it comes to trying stuff mm-hmm. so they've tried other things and every there's something there for everybody and you're right in the middle of batu while you're eating so why not yeah that's <laughs> where's the, there's not too much better places to be in disney than in batu so <laughs> right <laughs> all right so number two two woody's woody's lunchbox oh, that grilled cheese and, and, and tomato oh, soup and the tachos the tachos the tachos, the tachos would get it for me yeah <laughs> But that grilled cheese is, is that you, that's not your generic grilled cheese, though. That's a good grilled cheese. It is not a generic grilled cheese, but their brisket melt is also really good. So I never I, had the brisket melt. I usually just get the grilled cheese and the tachos, and then I'm so full. But I have a, I, I do something a little sneaky. I get an I get 
two orders of tachos. My wife never finishes them. So I eat like a tachos and a half and then I eat my grilled cheese. So I usually never really have had a chance to like go crazy there. I, that's usually all yeah. I get. But those tachos are like dangerous. That's how good they are. Yeah. Well, see, I'm from North Carolina. So barbecue is a big thing for me. You you got to do barbecue right. So when I say their brisket's pretty good, it's pretty good. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're if you're a big barbecue fan and, you, and you're saying that that's top-notch brisket, it's got to be then. It's pretty good. I won't give it like the best rating, but it, it's pretty good for like a park food. Because, you know, when you go to Magic Kingdom, there's nothing to eat there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like, honestly, Hollywood Studios has the best food options outside of Epcot. Has the best food options to just go all out. And cool. There's kind of everything there. So what do we have next? My top spot is going to be sci-fi. Sci-fi, again, is just a whole experience. You walk in and you're like, you're sitting in a drive-in movie. You sit in the car while you eat and they've got the cartoons playing. It's dark. So as Disney does so well, you transport yourself into a 50s drive-in. Yeah. And I mean, it's awesome. Even with the way, you know, they train their the cast members to speak and talk about things you and you can't go wrong with it. it's one of the best burgers i will say it's hard to find good burgers there and it's in a different place so we won't talk about it but that's one of the best burgers i've had at disney <laughs> and, and like you said like you, and you kind of already said it you you're looking at places that really is like more of an ambiance or just the, the yeah never you the scene like that and that's one of those places too it's just a cool place to hang out and, and it is get out of the and heat it's so hard to get into like, yeah, right. I, I for the longest time I had never eaten there before, and then mm-hmm. someone was telling me because I, I didn't think it was gonna be anything special. I just didn't know any better. Like I'm talking about years ago. And yeah. Then people would say, "No, you got to try it. It's really, it's you know, it's it's good food, and not only that, it's just a, just a cool place to hang." So then I, I tried getting it, and yeah, you're right. If you, it's one of those ones that you kind of have to get your reservations decent Super time, because, early, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's hard. You and you wouldn't think it because it's not like you know you don't when you think of top flight. Disney restaurants, you don't think sci-fi, yeah. Um, but yeah, but it is. It's it's one of the harder mm-hmm. ones to get. So for sure, yeah. And another one that is not really in my top, but they've just changed their menu is the ABC commissary. So you know, it used to be just your straight chicken nuggets and fries or yeah. hamburger and fries. Like it was not this whole big. I didn't really care for it. Yeah. They have changed their menu, and I had their pork tacos the other day. Oh wow. It was really good. And they do have a standby line. So if you can't mobile order at ABC, they do have a standby that's going to, it's pretty long because they only have one register, but mm-hmm. it is possible in some places that they have a standby line now if it's quick service. Oh, very cool. I didn't, I didn't know yet. Cause I remember like they had like a lot of very bland, just generic. Yeah, they food. did. And then but, they well, reopened yeah. recently. I'm not sure how, how soon they reopened, but I had the pork. Um, pork carnitas and then my brother had some kind of chicken sandwich but it wasn't like it looked really good and they actually have steak fries there so oh, it's wow. not like the the shoestring fries it was really oh, I, was, cool. I gotta try I, I was impressed I been, yeah I haven't been there in a while because I just always remember it being like you yep. know just and they, I think they serve breakfast too now. That's like, yeah, I'll have to look up the menu again, but I think they serve breakfast now too. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, I got to check that out then. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for, for joining us. Before you yeah. before you get out of here, let everybody know where to find the shop again. Yeah, so my personal Instagram is Simple Park Style. You can find the shop on there, or you can also follow my shop. It's Simple Park Shop. So pretty easy to remember. Um, Instagram, Etsy, everything's there. Cool. Excited to have some new friends. Cool. Go check it out, guys. Uh, you'll, you'll be you'll definitely be impressed with her stuff. Go uh, go place an order. And Kelsey, again, thank you so much for joining us this week. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Disney TV and Movie Minute. 
Okay, so that's going to bring us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute. And this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute is brought to you by JSA Creations. And Joey, what do JSA Creations always do? We make all your ears come true. Dan? (laughs) We make all your ears come true in 3D. Beautiful. First up, we've got Diary of a Future President, Season 2. This coming-of-age series follows 13-year-old Elena Cameron Reed through the ups and downs of middle school, which sets her up on a path to becoming president of the United States. It's um, inspiring. Yeah, I, sure. I guess. <laughs> I was going to say, have you seen it? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Growing Up Animal. Uh, this seizures episode series follows the adventures of baby animals from the safety of the womb to the uncertainty of birth and their tentative first steps. Each episode shows the incredible transformation of different iconic animals. So, and you know, I am there from opening credits, man. I can't wait to see this. All right. Next up, we've got Disney, the Owl House season two. So a self-assured teenager named Luz stumbles upon a portal to a magical realm where she befriends a rebellious witch named Ida and a tiny warrior named King. Despite not having magical abilities, Luz pursues her dream of becoming a witch by serving as Ida's apprentice. Why not? All right. I've got Dr. Oakley, Yukon Vet, Season 9. Dr. Michelle Oakley is a vet in one of the most rugged places on Earth. In addition to running an animal clinic out of her home in Haynes Junction, Yukon, she also operates a satellite clinic 150 miles away, and it is the on-call vet for the Yukon Wildfire Preserve, which is 100 miles away from the Haynes Junction. This series documents how Dr. Oakley juggles being a full-time vet, (laughs) wife, and mom, and does so with a sense of humor and devotion. Well, do you want to hear some more? I've got some more. I've got Life Below Zero, Next Generation, Seasons 1 and 2. Individuals who have recently left their traditional lifestyle behind face a challenging new world off the grid in the wilds of Alaska. And also coming to Disney Plus this Friday, August 20th, we have Aragon. Aragon is about a farm boy who stumbles upon a dragon's egg. He befriends the dragon cub and rides it only to realize that he is destined to be a dragon rider who must save the people from an evil king. All right. Well, I don't have any new Disney Plus news, but I wanted to give a check in on three shows that I checked out. Okay. Because we always mention these shows and we never watch them. And I, I made a lot of fun out of the Breaking Bobby Bones. So you know, Stephanie, that I was watching it. I was super into yeah. it. The first he he goes and does stunts. Remember we were right. talking about this? I don't know if it's necessarily stunts, and that's where I was getting confused. Yeah. The first episode I watched is when he's going to a crew that handles the cleaning of the Grand Canyon walkout over the cliffs. It's oh. like a half circle, and it's the walkway is made of see-through, you know, glass. And they get him strapped in like mountain climbing to go out. He's got an hour to clean two sections of this glass underneath where people are walking. And it is nuts. Like I was freaking out for him. And he says, my biggest fear is heights, of course. Oh my God. I'm going to watch more because I actually really liked him on the show. And I, I just thought it was super cool. I don't know if it's just because of the the topic of that show, maybe that I like so much. But the the visuals, dude, looking down. Oh my gosh, I don't I, I don't honestly imagine. know how he did it. And he got back with like ten seconds to spare. Wow. And he gave up a couple times. He's like, I can't. He's do like, this. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. I don't think. I mean, it was just crazy. Whoa. I love Bobby Bones. No, I'm saying anybody that's scared of heights, of course. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Next up, Chippendale. The animated series, which I was skeptical about because I'm not the biggest fan of the new Disney animation. I like the artwork, but a lot of the cartoons of Mickey Mouse are a little 
a little much for me at times. It's just constant chaos. Now, Chippendale is similar, but not as much chaos. And I was laughing out loud. I mean, I thought you were LOLing Dan? Yes. I don't know if it's because it's Chippendale. Yeah, hello on the screen. But I liked it. I'm going to watch more. So I I changed my mind a little bit about that. Like I said, I was going to give it a chance. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And uh, it was a really bizarre episode. Remember? Which one was it? I forgot. I don't want to say. because oh, you, know. you don't want to give it away. So super. Anyway, weird. I would check it out. It okay. We were both really laughing. Yeah, it was funny. Weird and funny. Just just up our alley. Stephanie, you LOL too? LOL. Awesome. <laughs> point. She wasn't as much as I was. but Cause, Well, because it was a little weird. It's like, yeah. how did they come up with this? Yeah, did, that, did, that is definitely something you question. Yeah. Did either of you LM, LMAO? Mm. Oh, here we go. I did. Nah, no, I not say. really. Uh, that so you would, you would give it an LOL, but not quite an LMAO. Wow. All right. My last one, the new Turner and Hooch series, <laughs> which I actually went back. I told this to Gene and rewatched the first Turner and Hooch with Tom Hanks. You know, it's it's definitely dated, but there is a lot of laughs in that movie. I, I was kind of surprised. I hadn't seen it in so long. I thought of Gene a lot. With the, <laughs> because he loves this dog is dog, just yeah. chaos and he ends up loving the, you know the dog yeah. so the new series is tom hanks's son is the lead in this one i'm not going to say too much about it but he gets a hooch dog <laughs> as well the series is a little dumbed down i kind of equated to almost like a monk hallmark vibe um however there were times that i laughed there's some points that are a little, but um it's kind of the whole mystery because he's obviously a cop but i i think i'm gonna watch it again really i really uh, like the lead guy gene what's his name josh peck yeah i really liked him but there's kind of a romance blooming in it and it was just kind of is it kind of marky cringy a little little bit but if you're you know watching with your kids or something it, it was really good i thought for that okay josh peck is is, is decent i don't think he's a bad actor it, it, a, he did a movie back in like 2010 called the whackness which was like it takes place like 1994 so that was a really good soundtrack really and that was a fun movie and he was the lead in that so he's been in some pretty cool things that uh that i liked so he's not bad i like him uh yeah. to be honest I'm, I'm willing to give it a try i wasn't sure if i was going to give it a try just because i wasn't a huge fan of turner and hooch to begin with turner and hooch came out the same same year as if you guys remember with john belushi canine and i was more i liked canine better I, I saw a canine and that's why i didn't like turner and hooch as much because they came out the same year i just was pro canine but um you know but uh I'll, I'll give it a shot now. Dan, Dan pretty much sold it on me. I'll give it a shot now and take a look at it. There's some good, I mean, they tie in the original movie with it well, and there's some funny moments with that dog. I mean, it's just, and he shares the same traits as his dad, which is super neat, like really neat. That mm-hmm. kind of produced some Aww. laughs. It's funny. All right. Well, guys, let's get over to Disney Topic Talk. Disney Topic Talk. Okay, so that brings us to this week's Disney Topic Talk. And today, the crew will be discussing and reviewing some of our uh, favorite Disney Hollywood Studios dining options. And uh, let's uh, let's kick it over to let's kick it over to Joey first. Joey, what do, what do you have? Well, for me, there's a couple places in there I like, but I think the one that stood out to me the most is going to be the Sci-Fi Diner, which I don't know, you know, anyone if people know about this. A lot of times when I've talked about this, there's a lot of people I've talked to that are like they didn't even know this thing existed. But there's a, there's a couple things I like about it. I mean, aside from the food being good, but the the decor and ambiance is really neat. So if anyone that hasn't been there, when you go inside, you kind of go through 
it's like almost like a back lot, like a backstage type of thing. It's very narrow corridor, you know, and it's got the, the two by four build quality in it. So it kind of looks like you're on the backside. You can already hear whatever movie is playing on the, on the other side. So as you're doing it, it's pretty cool because on that side, if you look on the wall, it's neat to see because there's a ton of memorabilia and little like dioramas. There's cool. even like these posters, like these old posters that they're supposed to, you know, it's it's got a vibe of like the 50s type of type of look, sci-fi type of thing mm-hmm. from way back then, which is really neat. So you can you can see all these little cool little posters and things like that that look like they're from, you know, back in time, which is really neat to see. But once you come around inside the main area, the cool part is that it looks like a bunch of like 1950 Cadillac cars. And basically, you know, you can sit down in the seats and there's like tables that are built into the car. So you're like, and you can see all the taillights and headlights and everything. So it looks like a drive-in theater, but it's amazing because the way they do it, the ceiling and everything inside of it looks like nighttime stars. Like you guys are out at night at a drive-in theater. And it's cool because the big movie screen, which is black and white, and they play like some classics, like, you know, the attack of the 50 foot woman, but they'll call it like the attack of the 50 foot burger or something like that. It's, (laughs) you know, they got these short movies that they, that they play in it and stuff like that, which is really neat. So the the ambiance is amazing. It's even got like little trees off in the sides and stuff like that. It's really, um, really neat. And then the food is really good. Now they got standard stuff like, you know, you got your burgers, fries, uh, you know, chicken nuggets, chicken tenders, and they got really good, which by the way, the, the, you know, the quick serve food is really good type, you know, that I guess theater type food. It is really good. Um, their milkshakes are some of the best I've had. They're really good. They have a bunch of different concoctions for milkshakes, but they're really good. I think the best thing I've had there, I think it was, it was a steak, but I think it was like a prime rib, which is not something you would think of getting there, but man, it was so good. And it was the reason why we got it. Cause it was recommended by a server, which by the way, the service there is really good. Not a lot of places that you're going to go for sit downs. Like the, the service wise is going to be bad, but this place was at least the server that we got. He was pretty exceptional. He had recommended this. I ended up getting it and it turned out to be really good. So there's a lot of things you can get there for kids, adults, and stuff like that. They even got some cool alcoholic drinks, a lot of crazy concoctions, but they have this thing. It's a um, glow in the dark, like ice cube at the bottom. So it's like, it's got battery operated or whatever. So when you get done with your drink, you can take it out and then you, you know, obviously you could clean it off if you want, and then you keep it, take it home with you. It's kind of a cool souvenir, you know, souvenir that you would get that you could literally use in pretty much anything, I guess you would at home. And then they also have like a a homemade uh, sci-fi candy bar that they, that they sell, which is, yeah which is really cool and it's good. So it's not, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, you definitely got to try, but I don't know. The place itself has just got this. There's nothing like it. I, I've never seen anything like it. And I think the the vibe is really cool, especially this, like, I don't know, like uh area 51, 1950s type of thing, which I, I freaking love. And then they have these little tables because they have the, the cars, but then at the back, there's like tables. They call them, what do they call them? They call them like flying saucers. I don't know why they're like glitter tables, but they're like these little round tables that you can sit in the back that they have. But I will say anybody that's going to go like a lot of things, you, you really need to make reservations. If you're going to go, I'm not saying you can't, you can get a walk up, but you got to get lucky. So it's popular enough where you're going to need to really make a reservation or you're going to want to, that you can guarantee yourself, um, you know, a spot there, you know, otherwise you might get lucky and get a, uh, you know, a walk up, but yeah, I would definitely uh, check it out. I mean, they got stuff like turkey sandwiches, buffalo chicken salad, all kinds of stuff. So there's a bunch of different things, but highly recommended. Love that place in Hollywood studios. Like I said, there's other places, but that one there, I like going back to. And pricing wise, it wasn't too crazy. You're, you're, mm. you're basically lunch and dinner because you got like a lunch menu, you got a dinner menu. Most things on the low end, you're going to be 15 bucks. And then the high end's like 34 bucks. So it just depends, um, you know, what you get. Gene, do you agree with it? I mean, you've been there. Do you agree with any of that? Do you feel it's pretty good or? I, I, yeah, no, I like it. I, I never had the prime rib. I always did like a burger and fries. Right. To be honest. I never went real gung ho that you liked it. No, I did. I thought it was good. 
No, I would tell you if I didn't listen, I, I don't like Mama Mel. I know how you are with food and this just isn't the stamp of approval that one. No, might well, because I'll be yeah. fair. I, I never got anything. I never like I, like I said, I got the burger for burger and fries. It's good. Right. It's you know, it, it, I, I would say, you know, I wouldn't say it's the best burger on property, but the, the best part of it to me is the theming over everything. The food's good. I think the theming is, is even better. Were you in a car? Yeah. And that's the only thing is when you're in a car, you don't really you don't you can't really see people like if that's the only thing is when you're in the car, it's like you're sitting alongside people. But um, but yeah, I, I think I think Joey's right. If you do want to get a, if you want to go to it, just make the reservation because it's yeah. hard to get in there. It, it, you know, it, it's kind of it's the same vibe. I know you guys are going to talk about it a little bit, so I don't I'm not going to go into it much, but it's the same vibe as like that old fashioned feel as you would get at 50s prime time. Just a different different theme, but that same old fashioned feel um, both feel like they're from the 50s. It's like a time warp. And um, and that's what's cool about it. And again, I, I thought I, I wish I would have thought to try, you know, something more high end like like Joey did. We can't all be fancy like Joey with the primary. Well, no, listen, I only did it because the. <laughs> And listen, I only did it because bring the, the car server, around. Yeah, right. <laughs> the server recommended it. Theming, theming. We love theming. So <laughs> we did fifties prime time. Yeah, we've mentioned it in the past, but yeah. how can we not choose it? Love it so much. You feel like you're in someone's home. You walk in and it's you're in someone's living room. And then when you sit down, it's like you're in someone's kitchen. They just got that theming down. Right, man. And same thing. I have seen people just sitting there, even, even sitting there outside eating ice cream or eating, you know, whatever. At Gertie's. At Gertie's. We've seen people constantly get turned away, walk up to the podium and get turned away. Yeah. So mm-hmm. make a reservation. Because it seems like one of those restaurants you could. Exactly. Like, I don't think a lot of people get what's really going on in there. Yeah. Because yeah. like the waitresses, they're real kind of prim and proper to you. Not mean, but like get your elbows off the table. Like they're in character. Yeah. So it's, it's, and there's different areas. Like when you walk in, there's that living room scene where kids can just kind of lay on the carpet and watch TV and like an old school, it's like right out of the fifties and the whole place is like that, but there's different little kind of settings, how it looks. There's a bar in there. You really do feel like you're in someone's house. That, or even like an old diner booth, like yeah. we're setting yeah. in there because they have the outfits on and stuff. Yeah. Do you remember what you had? I do remember what I had because my favorite things in the whole wide world to eat are grilled cheese sandwiches and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And hey. I could have both at prime time. You had both? Cafe. Well, yes, because they are home to the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Oh, right. Oh, no, no. I got to try this then. Just for that alone. I love oh grilled cheese sandwiches and I love PBJs. So seriously, yeah. but a word of caution about grilled cheese is it's not on the menu, but uh, I'm How a vegetarian and I, I asked, Cause I, I thought, well, I'll just get one off the kids menu because I love grilled cheese so much. And they, they made me one. So I don't know if that's always a thing. I know there's different ask. things now on it. Like there's a meat meatless meatballs and spaghetti now. Yeah. Okay. And the like hot cheese or whatever the fried gonna, cheese. I want to start going around to restaurants just asking, I, I want a grilled cheese. Do you guys even have it? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Can you I'm going to start telling worst, everybody. I don't care if he does this quite menu. often. And the worst is when you get a place that, you get back the sandwich and it's so brutally bad. Like, oh. how could you even give this? Like, it's it's barely a piece of cheese in it. Yeah, <laughs> I got mom's favorite recipe recipes, and that's a combo of fried chicken, pot roast, and the meatloaf. Mama's it, meatloaf. Mama's meatloaf. Yeah, it was it was really good. That pot roast was so good too. Not yeah. the best fried chicken I've ever had, but 
That would be well, that's a good meal and huge milkshake. milkshake. Yeah. I mm-hmm. can't I can't explain how they got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a milkshake. It tastes exactly like it. Yeah, Whoa. it was it was good. I got a vanilla. I mean, we ordered two, right? Yeah. But I I was surprised at how much I liked yours. Yeah, it was really good. I I was pleasantly surprised. That is my favorite kind of food. Mm. But, you know, some people just kind of throw it away because it's, you know, fries, whatever. But it just, it they just did it right. And the service was excellent. I loved our little corner, you know, yeah. my little flowered wallpaper with the like Darber's kind of clock thing, you yeah, know. definitely just, our vibe in there. Yeah. Like, uh, this is our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> It is weird when you walk into like these places, like Joey mentioned his and ours, it's, you really do get like a lot of these experiences in Disney mm-hmm. transformed to these. Yeah. Yeah. I love that stuff. Great. So we had to give another shout out to that place because we love it so much. Oh, I love it so much, but now I, I want to go to the sci-fi. Yeah. Now I want to go to that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Job hey, Joey, have you ever been to 50s Primetime? I have not been to that. Oh wow! No, it's really it's cool. It's the same kind of thing. Like like I said, both got like that old school vibe. I, you know, and if I remember correctly, the, I think I had the pot roast too once. It's really tender. If I remember correctly, I, I yeah. remember really liking it. I usually get that. I think I got the fried chicken a couple times. I think they do a pot pie as well. I think the pot pie I usually get too. I've been there. Yeah, I've been there a bunch. It, it's probably my favorite place for a sit down in, in Hollywood Studios. But the place I did isn't really like yours at all. The theming isn't so much on it than when I did. Uh, I did baseline tap house. It's again. Not really much on the theming. It's just a it's just a tap house, you know, brewery and stuff. I don't really, I don't, you guys, as you guys know, I don't really drink. So it's not really that. I don't really go for the drinks. I go for, they make the pretzel they make. I know it sounds silly to go and get a pretzel, but um, they make this pretzel that it's huge. It's this Bavarian pretzel. It's really good. They make, uh, you. It, uh, Stephanie would be all over there. really excited. Aww. Listen, I love, I love the giant pretzels. Love yeah. them. Have you, did you, have you ever been to baseline? No, I haven't. So this is another one that, that, yeah, that the, I've seen it. I just it haven't. Yeah. It's in, it, it's, it's over like that kind of where you look like you're kind of walking in the city almost. Yeah. Like kind oh. of Muppets, right. Yeah. It's like, right. It's like right by, um, is it, I think it's like right after uh star tours, isn't it? Like almost like where you walk and where you're going to be going towards like the Muppets area. Yeah. I think right? so. Yeah. so. And yeah. it's on your right. Um, and so, yeah. And if you, I think if you make the right, you go down, I think that's where like the commissary is, is down there. If you make the right at it. But um, but yeah, they they have you know it's, it's a very like it's a downtown LA kind of vibe. That's the look that they go for. It's based on like a, a downtown LA tap house, um, and they got this Bavarian pretzel, and it comes with mustard and this um, like a beer cheese like dipping like a fondue dip. Yeah, uh, so you can go cheese. and I do I do go both. I go you know I just go back and forth. I'll go with the yeah, cheese and the back mustard and forth. Cheese, you know, both. they also have a really good charcuterie board. They have this. Uh, it's a rib. It's a ribeye beef puff. It's um. It's, it's called It's coffee rubbed. Uh, but I always go. I usually just get the pretzel. Again, I don't really drink. Occasionally, I'll, I'll have a beer there. Occasionally, uh, usually it's the, it's the pretzel and 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 a, uh, and a and a soda. Um, and the charcuterie board because Jess is like a sucker for charcuterie board. She loves it. She'll she if she sees charcuterie board on the menu anywhere. That's that, you know that's what she's getting. <laughs> Is a turkey reward, so we'll usually go for that. And it's usually just something to kind of take a little. We don't go there for a main meal. We go there because it's more like tapas and, and drinks. Uh, they got about like fifteen or so, maybe fifteen to twenty different types of tap beers, uh, craft beers on, on tap. They have uh, a couple cool drinks. They have like a lot of strawberry based drinks. Like ones like this, the strawberry hibiscus. I wouldn't call it a soda. It's more like it feels. It tastes like more like flavored seltzer. It's not really sweet like soda really, but it's a strawberry hibiscus. They make this other other thing. It's like strawberry lemonade. I love it. I'll get that pretty much a lot of the times too. It's really good. The only time I might not get it is if I'm getting the pretzel. I don't like the the mixing of the flavor with the the with the cheese and the and the and the mustard and then a strawberry lemonade. It just doesn't really sit well. But if I'm going just with the charcuterie board with Jess, 
I'll go and get the, I'll usually get that, that strawberry lemonade, a ton of craft beers. If you like the craft beers, it's definitely the place to go. They have like, I said, like, it's like 15 to 20 of them at least, maybe even more. And there's always, there's like a flavor for everybody. Like there really is. So again, it's not a place you go for a full meal. So don't, you know, but it is a place where like it's a cool little hangout. It's a little break from the park. And it's like, usually what we'll do is we, if you don't want to eat a big lunch, cause we plan on having a big dinner, we'll usually stop at a tap house, baseline tap house for like a, just a, a light bite. Is, is this your favorite place to get a pretzel? No, cause I love the, I, to be honest, I love the jalapeno cheese ones as well that you were yeah, talking about. Yeah, but they used to sell that. They, I don't think they have that in, in Hollywood Studios anymore, though. They have them, I think, in Animal Kingdom now, and they actually sell them. Surprise, surprise! They sell them at the boardwalk now on at one of the uh, at one of the stands, one of the little booths on the boardwalk, which is new. Oh. They always start doing that. Magic Kingdom too. Well, what about Tomorrowland? Oh, do they sell them at Magic Kingdom now? Because they used to Where? do that. Where at Magic Kingdom? They go in and out sometimes uh, over by the Starlight Cafe. They're kind yeah, of that. Oh, okay. I love the cream cheese pretzel. Yeah, that one's good too. Yeah. And sometimes when I would go back, like the next year or whatever, it, they switched it out for the jalapeno at that same place. Seems an odd one to switch out for cream cheese. Like it seems yeah, it's completely not different. everybody would want that. I know. At Animal Kingdom, you can go to a, uh, one of those stops and get both at the same, if they have them at the same time. At least they used to. I don't know if they still do. And what would happen is Jess would get one and I'd get the other and we just would share. Like I'd get half of it and she'd get the other half so we could both try it. Because it's a totally different, unique flavor, both of them. Yeah. The cream cheese and the, yeah. and the jalapeno cheese. But yeah, that's probably my favorite pretzel on property. But this is this is right up there though. This is like, like I said, it's not like a regular Mickey pretzel. I find it to be even more tastier. And it's, I feel like it's it's bigger. And again, I love the, the beer cheese uh, dipping sauce or like, again, it's more yeah. like a fondue. I guess I just feel weird saying fondue. Also, by the way, let me just sidebar it. I hate Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox because he just hit a walk off homer against the Yankees and he's celebrating like a jerk. <laughs> so there's that. And and Zach Britton, I would I hate Zach Britton for giving up that home run. Anyway. Anyway, uh yeah, so back back to uh tap house i i say it's you know it's definitely one of those places i wouldn't call it a must do because yeah you know, it's not my favorite place there but i knew you guys were talking about the other places this is a place that i feel like doesn't really get enough publicity i think i don't think people realize that you can kind of just go there and get like a quick bite some quick tapas so i would say definitely try it it's definitely cool if you if you plan on having a big dinner it's perfect if you don't want to eat a heavy heavy lunch you just want a little something just a little bite get yeah. a little get a little carbs in you a little protein in you and maybe have a drink you know that way you could save your space and your belly and your gut for dinner somewhere else yeah, I like that. I like to have that option of not a ton of food. It's like, so if yeah. we wouldn't have said ours, which one would you pick? 50s primetime. Really? Yeah, I love 50s primetime. I love the vibe. I love the, they're funny. They put on such a show for you. They're cool. I love it. The first time I, we ate there, we didn't even know what that was the vibe there. We knew it was like old fashioned. We didn't know that like that they're putting on a show, the waiters and yeah. waitresses. I don't think yeah. we did either, did we? Yeah, yeah we did. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't know they did the first time we did. My, my son was like little. He was like maybe five years old. And he um he put his elbows on the table or something he did. And they made him clean like the table next to us. And it was awesome. We have pictures, oh, of, him. We have pictures of him scrubbing down. We have pictures of him scrubbing down the table. That is funny. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. And um, yeah, so that's that's probably my, uh, I would say that's my favorite place in that park. Um, I'm not a huge you know, fan of, of the Brown Derby, probably for the same reasons that Dan, I know Dan and Stephanie aren't either. I, it just didn't hit home to me. I know a lot of people love it. I feel like, I always feel like a weirdo for not liking it as much as everybody else. Everyone seems to rave about it. And until Dan and Stephanie told me they didn't weren't into it either. It was like, that's the first time I've ever heard somebody else not really be into the, the Brown Derby. And uh, such so high expectations too. I know. I, we were so me, excited. Me too. And that, that might have been part I've of heard nothing but great, great things about it. And that's why, and that's why we went with well, we now. Yeah, <laughs> that's why, yeah, clearly. Excellent. 
I think our we went waiter the, was great. I think we went the first year we went. I think it was the year we got married there. We went and um, yeah, the service was fine. I had no problem with the service. I just didn't like the food, you know, and I've never oh, been yeah. back since. I never, I, it's too pricey. I didn't like it enough to warrant me going like some places I'll give another shot thinking maybe, hey, it was just a bad day. But those aren't the places, those are usually like the places that yeah. are super Didn't high. We send one back, yours. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's too high of a price point for me Here to it gamble. Is. Sorry, Gene. I remember now. This I don't remember exactly what we ate, and that's kind of why I didn't pick it because I want to be more I specific. Do. It was but vegetables. but I don't remember what I got. Doesn't oh, matter. Okay. But we sent that back, and it came back, and it still wasn't great. And they still charge us for the full thing. That's what really turns oh, us. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. So I just want to thank everybody. Let's also thank our sponsor, Magical Travel by Brian. The Disney Underground is proudly brought to you by Magical Travel by Brian. Contact Brian to help you book your next vacation. Magical Travel by Brian can help you not only book your next Disney vacation, but much, much more. He can also help you book your universal vacations, all-inclusive Caribbean resorts, cruises, corporate travel, even destination weddings. They're going to help you get the best price on your on your trip. And that's a promise. And you know what the best part is, Dan? What's the best part? It is free. It's like a combination of Fergie and Jesus, you sound like. (laughs) Fergie. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's actually completely accurate. You're gonna get they're gonna get you the best price, and their services are completely free. You don't pay them one cent. So go check them out. Get some info. Reach out to Magical Travels by Brian. You can check them out on the website www.magicaltravelbybrian.com. Email is Brian at magicaltravel.com, and Brian is spelled B-R-I-A-N. And you can also reach him by phone one 1535 Dan Extension Double Nickels. There you go. So make sure you guys check them out. If you're looking to book a Disney trip, take all that fuss off your plate. He gets, he does it completely free as far as you're concerned. All right. Just and, in case uh, no one got that. The extension's five, five. Yeah. I, I would hope they, got I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do uh Brian wrong. So. Someone's going to look at their phone keys. and be like, where's the nickel button. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, exactly. Where's the any, where's the any key. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, let's also thank Christine Fox for stopping by. Go check out her book. Also give her a listen to her uh, podcast. Divas dish Diz. And uh, you know what guys also, we're going to have some big announcements really soon. So hopefully even by next week, we'll let you know uh, we're going to be doing something in conjunction with give kids the world. So as soon as I got that coming, look out for that because we were going to be getting involved with them. Uh, also, possibly we might be joining an online radio station. The show might actually make it onto an online radio station that does a lot of Disney stuff. So um, hopefully, I'm hoping by next week and we can announce that stuff as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, also, make sure you tune in on Sunday, August 22nd, when we upload a special edition interview with Disney legend Cat Chris. And make sure you tune into next week's episode because next week we're going to be joined by the director of the Disney Plus series behind the attractions, Brian Volk Weiss, a really cool guy, former New Yorker like myself. And uh, he's going to give us a little bit of a little bit of info and a little bit of insight to what it was to direct that spectacular series on Disney Plus. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go check it out. And we'll get to hear a little bit more about what he's got coming up in the future next week on next week's episode. We're also going to be joined by Pete McDevitt of the Pete McDevitt Show. Uh, he's got also a phenomenal story. And he's also one of the guys that um, since getting down here I've, it has been super helpful to me. Just a super nice guy. So I, you know, hopefully you guys, have, if you haven't heard of a show already, you go check him out on YouTube. He's always got stuff going on. Uh, he does a lot of football coverage, baseball coverage, and and Disney coverage. So go check him out. And uh, yeah, so you know, and also make sure you check out the Instagram at the Disney Underground. That's where uh, you, you know, we always kind of upload all our uh, latest podcast info. We'll see who's going to be on each episode. We upload that info there. You know, pretty much first thing Monday morning. So go make sure you check out the Instagram for that. And uh, with that, let's do our goodbyes to the crew. Joey, my man. Yeah. Good night. Uh, <laughs> it was it was it was great seeing you again after seeing you in person last week. 
you know, we miss Sam tonight, but tell Sam, uh, send Sam our love until we will hopefully see you next week. And, uh, and yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, definitely. It was great. Yeah. It was definitely great getting, getting together with you uh, a couple times over the weekend. Cause I know prior to that, we just hadn't had a chance to, so that was great. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It was fun to be back. Show was always fun. Cool. So, cool. Looking forward to next week. Yep. Me too. Me too. And then Dan and Steph, the besteners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. Adios, my friends. Bye. It was so much fun tonight. <laughs> We got and a we got a little trip coming, a little mini weird trip coming. We're not going to say where that's yeah, going to hopefully produce some footage that we'll be posting. Hopefully, yeah. so um, so basically, stay tuned and watch. Tuned and you'll, and you'll we don't know where we're going or what's going to happen or where it's, we're coming. Home. It's going to be an event. Yeah. Let's just say if plan number one goes, it could involve glimpse of Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. So check us out for yeah. a laugh a chuckle and a rip roaring day at rock and roll dw and how's that spelled rock <laughs> the letter n roll dw <laughs> very good enjoy it. rock and roll dw rock and roll dw <laughs> <laughs> i just thought of that now yeah, a rock and roll you... hoochie coo yeah i know i joined I... right in hey that was in uh what movie is that from right Dazed and Confused. Oh, was it? I love that movie so much. Oh, I hated that movie. I, <laughs> I know. I, I love that movie. Funny. I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it. I remember sitting in the theater going. I just really love that movie. Always have. I should watch it again. I, I bet I'd like it now if I saw it. It's just, it's, it's an odd movie because you kind of go through it and not a ton happens, but you really feel like you're kind of back in that day. Just... That's you know, why I didn't like it. Like that the, was not my day. Like the kegger party that they have in the woods. And one person just kind of walks by and falls down. Like it's just <laughs> you really got that vibe of back in high school. Oh, and Joey, you didn't give us, the, you didn't hit us up with the ear info, man. Sam would be so upset. Oh, I was, I was, yeah. Sorry about that. I know. See this without Sammy here. That, that's what happens. She's got to um, keep your toes. Yeah, I know. All right, you can check us out, JSA Creations on uh, Etsy, Instagram, uh, Pinterest. And it's going to be JSA and then creations is 3D instead of EA. Simple. Simple. There yeah. you go. And guys, my name is Gene. You can find me on Instagram at the magical lifestyle. It's at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. Remember, have a great today, a better tomorrow, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>